The following is another Classic Hits Sports presentation. Classic Hits 98.9 Sports presents high school football. Obermiller, Clevenger out wide to the left, so four wideouts, Berg in. Here comes the blitz. Coster rolls. He knows it's coming. Rolls, fires it, and it is caught at the two and into the end zone. Touchdown, Groovy. Tonight, the Class A state playoffs begin at Foster Field in Kearney as the Bearcats battle the Great Island Islanders. High school football. The ball is in the air, and Carney High will take it on the far hash at the 5, 10, 15, big hole. Trey Gruby, 30, 40. He's got to get by the kicker, 50. And Trey Gruby, down the sideline, 20, returns the opening kickoff for a Bearcat touchdown. On opening night, Carney traveled to Grand Island and won by 12. And tonight, they go for a sweep in the season series. Grand Island has not beaten Carney at the state playoffs since 1990. They look to break that streak tonight. It's the Islanders and Bearcats coming up next. But first, the new Tech Heat pregame show. We'll take you live to Fosterfield and Carney with sports director Doug Dude and Larry Baker right after this word with new Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone. From beautiful Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney, it's time for Class A 2016 state football playoff action between two of the teams that have been in the playoffs from, yes, we have to say it, outstate Nebraska more than anyone in recent memory. It's Kearney and Grand Island. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Ed Smith, ready for football here tonight. The white clad and purple trimmed and helmets for the Islanders, the all-blue with the white trim for Carney High. And Larry Baker, Centura head football coach and Grand Island Islander alum, joins us again after a busy day yesterday, seeing some eight-man football. And today we've got a little 11-man football for you. And uh, this is always a good one. Yeah, no question. These two teams, you know, they always start the season they have for 100 years uh, in week one. And it's always interesting when they get to do it later in the year, Doug. And it really is, you know, I know they've played each other. These are two different teams today than they were then. But scheme, throw it out the window, all that stuff. These two teams don't like each other. The fans, the Carney fans, have got stuff written on their legs against GI. Like, it doesn't matter. GI Carney is always a big boy football game. And it seems, and I guess this just puts a little age on us, that these teams play a lot in the playoffs when they really don't. Uh, the last time that these teams did match up in the playoffs was back in 2004, and uh, that was in round two. Uh, Carney beat Grand Island. They also uh, beat Grand Island in 2002. The last time that uh, Grand Island has beaten Carney was in round two way back in 1990. So the Islanders, it's been a long time, and of course uh, that was in the state semifinals that sent them on to the championship where they lost to Papillion La Vista. So, yeah, that was my junior year, Doug. Um, and, and, and again, they're a battle with Carney uh, in the first round, or excuse me, in the first game of the season that year, and then uh, matched up later to go play Papillion, and that was a great Papillion team with Reggie Ball and Jason Cahill and 
That was a really good football team uh, Papillion had. Gene Sir, of course, the head coach. Both of these teams have changed. We'll hear from the coaches and Jeff Tomlin of Grand Island and Brandon Cool of Kearney High. But one significant, uh, people forget that uh, David Garcia, who uh, tore up his knee here, uh, didn't even play in the first game. And so, really, Grand Island is not down anybody from the first time that this team has met. And Kearney, knock on wood, has fortunately for them been as healthy as you could be for a football team throughout the season. Well, I think that's the interesting thing. A lot of the talk around the Tri-Cities this week was, well, without Garcia, what's Grand Island going to do? And I watched uh, the film this week many times of that first game. Garcia did not play in that game. Uh, So it is a a very like matchup. Um, And Grand Island's going to have to do it again, Doug, at running back, just like they've done all year. before Garcia got hurt, you know, when he came back, you know, he reeled off about 800 yards rushing and then went back out. But 33, Jared Dunning, uh, Jonathan Kirkland, number 30. It's going to be kind of a platoon situation with those guys. You'll also see uh, Reed Bender, number 24, back there. Um, they'll do it by committee. Both these teams are very much the same in they want to pound the rock. You know, Carney's kind of back into the old school stuff. They get in the eye a lot. You know, that thing had left after the state championship run. Now it's back. Uh, uh, Grand Island, a lot of spread, but they like to try to run the ball in a ton of screen. You're going to see a lot of screen, tunnel screen, with the wide receiver coming back inside. Normally you think bubble out. This is true tunnel where number one comes back inside. You're going to see the play a lot of times tonight. We have a few games that have already uh, been played today, and uh, some have finished just like Miller North. Uh, the number three seed advances over Omaha West Side, 42 to seven. In Class B, it is Norris 28 and Elkhorn 24. That game is in the third quarter. Wahoo has taken a seven nothing lead over Gothenburg into the second quarter in Class C1. In C2, we are looking for score updates there in Classes C2, and not much going on. When it comes to what's going on in Class C, 2-1 final and six-man, Cody Kilgore beat Walt Hill 49-37. We also have uh, Carney Catholic taking on the Columbus Scotus Shamrocks on ESPN 1460. When we come back on the New Tech Seed pregame show, we'll hear from the coaches, Jeff Tomlin of Grand Island, Brandon Cool of Carney. after this. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show on Classic Hits. It's a renewal of one of the great rivalries, Grand Island and Kearney, and they meet up again here in the playoffs. That's happened a few times here over the last uh, decade to 15 years, getting to play in the regular season and getting to play in the playoffs. And head coach Jeff Tom, one of the Islanders, joins us. And coach, uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but uh, at least you guys know each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, 
a ton of positives and and uh, familiarity is you know is one of them and that that's for sure Take me back to last week. There was a lot of people uh, concerned and had interest in your game because of the way these playoff brackets uh, would play out, and you definitely had a tight game with Lincoln Southeast. Uh, as you went back and looked at it, uh, how did you think the team performed overall? Well, I think our effort was unbelievable. I, you know, these kids have been just uh, stellar as far as you know how hard they play, and um, you know we just. We're, we're a little, all of us, players, coaches included, a little bit disappointed in that we didn't play a clean game, meaning air-free. You know, we, we just we just made too many mistakes, and uh, we kicked a field goal, take the lead with about the 7.30 mark in the fourth quarter, and, you know, we just weren't able to hold on. But, you know, we, we turned the ball over too many times and, and had a couple special teams errors, and, and those will get you against, you know, very good teams like Southeast. Talk with Jeff Tomlin of the Islanders. Coach, uh, let's break it down a little bit. Uh, it's a whole season since you've played, Carney. How would you say your team is different? Well, I think we have an identity now, Doug. You know, we're going into game one, you know, at the beginning of the season. Some teams already have their identity established and, and know what they're about. Some teams are still searching, and I think we were a team that was still searching. Uh, we didn't really even know who going into that first week would be our quarterback for sure. Um, and now, now we feel like we have an identity. Um, you know, I think our kids, uh, I know their kids have improved a ton. You know, Carney's, Carney's a way better football team than they were in week one. And we know that, and we feel like we're a much better football team as well. And, and, uh, so it's almost like playing them the previous year, you know, when you have 10 weeks that separates teams and kids improve a ton and, and the makeups of teams change a little bit with injury and whatnot. Well, you mentioned the injury. Uh, you have lost uh, what is your leading uh, rusher in uh, David Garcia. Uh, how do you adjust without him? Well, we kind of are doing it by committee. Uh, Garrett Dunning stepped up and done a nice job. John Kirkland was our uh, kind of our uh, backup fullback. He stepped in. Reed Bedner's done mostly defensive work for us, but he stepped in and and uh, got some carries for us, and we're just we're just kind of circling the wagons and and uh, doing it by committee, and haven't really changed our game plan much. Just uh, you know, obviously we'd rather have David, and and you know, circumstances being what they are, we make the best of things. And you also mentioned uh, you weren't exactly sure the way you would go with your quarterback, but Tyler Kress has uh, stepped in there and done the job. What about uh, his performance? Well, we're really proud of Tyler. I mean, he's he's progressed through the ranks. You know, freshman to being the, just the sophomore only guy to being the JV guy to, you know, to being the self, he's a self-made man. He just worked extremely hard. Uh, doesn't necessarily look the, the, the part, you know, he's shorter and stockier and, and not the, not the classic quarterback dimensions, but he has a ton of heart. Uh, he's really smart. He's a product of the program and the system. So he understands it pretty well and he just plays very, very hard. And, uh, you know, he's, he's continued to grow throughout the season, and, and our kids have developed a tremendous respect for what Tyler's done. We're talking with Grand Island football coach Jeff Tomlin here as they get ready to take on the Bearcats in the first round of the Class A playoffs. Everybody loves talking offense, but boy, oh boy, has your linebacker uh, Colton Keezer had a heck of a year so far for you. Yeah, Colton's done a great job. Uh, he was a he was a guy that didn't have any varsity experience going in, and, and we're sure proud of the way Colton's played. 
Uh, Jackson Pointy right beside him has played a, played a whale of a season as well thus far, and, and Jackson kind of pulls that double duty, you know, start that guard as well. So he's been real durable, and uh, we're, we're very proud definitely of the way those two guys have played. Jeff, we talked at the beginning of the year about some of the talent, uh, potentially big-time Division One, maybe college type of things. Griffin Wins uh, is one of those. How have, how have teams approached some of those uh, guys uh, like Griffin, and, and have they had to adjust throughout the year? Well, you know, I, I really don't know if they've adjusted much. I, I You know, Griffin's had a great year. He's, he's a guy that just, he's, a, he's an iron man. You know, he's, he's a snapper. He's rarely takes a playoff, you know, where he's not in the game offensively or defensively. He's one of the better two-way linemen that I've coached. And I don't know, you know, I don't think any of our guys have stars behind their name or anything, but De- Griffin's definitely uh, one of the one of the best players I've had the opportunity to coach and, and a super young man as well. And Peyton Kenny's had a heck of a year. And, you know, I think he's as good a receiver as there is in Class A. And, um, you know, the rest of Rest of our guys, we have we have talent, but we're mostly just ham and egg, you know, blue collar guys, and our guys take a lot of pride in that. Uh, that maybe we don't have a lot of highly recruited guys, but uh, together, the, the sum of the parts is pretty good. Last minute with Islander coach Jeff Tomlin. Uh, a little more about Carney, coach. Uh, what was it that gave you problems in week one that they still are able to do? Maybe uh, taking it into the playoffs, and what are you concerned about? Yeah, they really impressed me as far as their balance. You know, they're able to run it well. They can run three good backs at you, and then then they really have four with, with, with Coster is such a good running quarterback. They really have four good backs they can run at you. They can run out of power sets. They can run out of spread sets. And then they've uh, continuously gotten better at better throwing the ball. I thought they were good throwing the ball week one, and now they're really good at it. Uh, so they, they just, you know – proved to be problematic as far as the balance that they have and the number of different looks and formations they can give you, shifts in motion. Uh, they're a tough team to prepare for, and, and obviously the offensive line for the, for the Bearcats is always, always well-coached and always physical. And Jeff, everybody, big picture, and I know we're concerned about tonight, but uh, everybody's already handed the trophy to Omaha North, and I'm sure you would like to uh, play Carney maybe more than you play Omaha North than it's been here the last few years, but obviously the winner gets North. Do I would have to think, because you're as familiar with North as anybody in the state, that uh, you would know their tendencies a little bit more. Uh, do, do you preach that to, to, to your kids, that you've got a chance to make a move here? Well, I, you know, I think... Uh... You know, really, we haven't said a, a thing about, hey, let's be locked in on, on being the very best that we can be on Friday night. And, uh, you know, one thing about it, our kids aren't, you know, they're familiar with North. Uh, they aren't intimidated in any way by North, even though we've, we've taken some, some pretty good weapons by them, you know, a couple times. I think our kids can hang right in there with them. Uh, but they're just, they're, they're a high school football team. And no doubt they're extremely talented, extremely talented in a lot of spots. But on any given night, you know, anything can happen. And, and I think, uh, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep trying our luck until we get something right there. But, um, you know, there's no doubt that they're, they're a powerhouse. Well, uh, we'll see who uh, makes that trip uh, east uh, after tonight's game. Uh, Jeff, always great chatting with you. And uh, best of luck tonight to you and the Islanders. 
Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. Thanks for the coverage. That's Chef Toblin, head coach at Grand Island. Brandon Cool will join us to talk about the Bearcats as we get ready for the Class A playoffs right after this on the new Tech Seed pregame show. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Back on the new Tech Seed pregame show here from Foster Field. Had a chance to catch up with Carney Bearcat head coach Brandon Cool on yesterday's Doug and Daddy show, and here's what the coach had to say about tonight's game. Well, you get the old uh, rematch uh, with Grand Island. Let's start right there. Uh, obviously, a whole season has passed uh, since you played them, but what is it about Carney Grand Island, and what are the pluses and minuses when you face off with the Islanders? Yeah, no, without a doubt. Uh, you've played those guys week one at it's, it's really feels like we we've hardly played them at all this year. It's been a long time since uh, clear back in August, and uh, so as you kind of break down um, the week one tape, uh, as I analyze it, both teams have really improved from week one, obviously to where we're at right now. Uh, what a great rivalry game! I think Mother Nature is going to be tremendous for us on Friday night, so it should be a big atmosphere uh, for a high school football game. And then uh, you kind of break down Grand Island. Um, it looks to me as uh, they're playing tremendous defense this time of year, probably increased their blitz package just a tad bit. Uh, offensively, the quarterback, who was inexperienced when we played him week one, I think the quarterback has just completely gotten better and better uh, as the season's gone on also. And, and so they keep running the inside zone and come back with the zone read stuff and then throw it out there on some screens. And then once in a while they you know, make you fall asleep and they hit the big post play. And so – uh, it's just a little thing. It's assignment football that we have to do defensively in order for us to win the football game. Brandon Cool, head football coach at Kearney High, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. In talking with Coach Tomlin, uh, obviously one of the things, and you just touched on it, was the inexperience at quarterback and even what they were going to settle on at that point in the season. Uh, you had uh, what you wanted to set here, and it looks like maybe not as many personnel changes, but where do you see your team drastically different than that opening night? Well, I think the key is, as we talk about a long football season, uh, we feel like uh, we've stayed extremely healthy throughout the entire process here. Um, I talked to Dave Jenner the other day on uh, on uh, getting ready for the uh, interview for uh, uh, for Friday night's game, and, and he looked down at the sheet and he said, I don't think you've changed a name on the starting lineup. And he's, he's correct. I don't think we've changed any starting lineup uh, uh, personnel on offense or defense uh, or special team-wise, and so that's been a great benefit for us. And then we've added some depth. Uh, we've added some depth, uh, obviously, in the offensive line and at the receiver position. And so I think we've really made some growth on keeping guys healthy. Uh, we continued to, to uh, play pretty good ball uh, up front on offense and the, and the defensive with the offensive-defensive line guys. And uh, in order for us to be successful, we're going to be a little bit more consistent on taking care of the football, a little bit more consistent on moving the chains, and we have to do a better job of open field tackling uh, against Grand Island on Friday. The line, uh, the the running game and the depth and the experience there to me would seem like a, one of those that uh, was something that you were looking for and concerned about at the beginning of the year. Where specifically have you gotten better? Well, I think the key part is uh, with the rotation in there. Uh, we we rot- rotate so many guys. We have about nine to ten guys that play in the offensive line. And I think the key part is this uh, scheme-wise, uh, those guys are starting to figure out uh, where they need to be at. They're relying on each other. They're trusting each other. 
uh, up front. Uh, we've been able to uh, work the ball up inside a little bit more than we had at the, at the beginning of the season, and so that's a good scenario to have as uh, it gets cooler and uh, gets a little bit more difficult against the personnel that we're going to play here in the playoffs. And then uh, to counter that, um, you know, receiver-wise, I think our receivers are doing a good job of getting wide open. Cannon Coster running the show from an offensive perspective. He's really growing for us at, a, at the quarterback position and really doing a good job of finding those open receivers. And so uh, those two parts, the guys up front maturing, and then obviously the receivers and the connection with Cannon, getting some uh, reps with them, uh, has been a big asset for us here this fall. Coach, what did you learn about your team uh, when you played Millard North and Creighton Prep? They were two offensively, really, and probably defensively, really totally different games. But what did you learn, uh, and, and how have you improved here? Those two games uh, set the tone for playoff football. And as you analyze, you break both of those guys down. I think the biggest thing about uh, Millard North is uh, being able to do a better job of picking up the blitz uh, from our, our perspective on offense. Um, and then uh, against Creighton Prep, um, I just like the attitude and the fire that our kids played with at Creighton Prep. And they played extremely well against uh, and had that fire against Miller North, too. But uh, Creighton Prep, when we have the energy level, um, when we're on all cylinders, when the kids have that little extra, extra step in their giddy up, um, we feel like we just have another gear on offense, defense, and special teams. And so those two games really. Uh, we kind of rely on those two games as we've talked about the playoff scenario here this uh, this week in practice because those two games prepare you for the type of playoff teams you're going to face, and there's no doubt about it, Grand Island will be on all cylinders on Friday night. Brandon Cool, the head football coach, Carney High, uh, joins us here on the Doug and Daddy Show tomorrow night's game on Classic Hits uh, from Foster Field. What about special teams and how that has come along? Uh, obviously, that we talk about that all the time, uh, and you had to do some replacements, uh, but you, you have smiled a little bit at that from time to time this year. Yeah, no, special team-wise, uh, we've really done a tremendous job of uh, – uh, doing uh, some excellent things uh, in the coverage game. We had a couple of hiccups against uh, Creighton Prep that really put us behind the eight ball. But overall, overall we're getting uh, Leo's being able to kick the ball uh, fairly deep into uh, uh, their territory. Our kickoff team has done, done a good job foot speed-wise and making open field tackles. Uh, ben Dinkle doing the punting for us. And uh, our punt team, again, we got to get better protection for, for Ben back there, but Ben's a tremendous punter. And so coverage-wise, we've been pretty decent there return game i mean you got trey gruby and Noah urbanic back there catching uh, punt returns or kickoff returns and uh, return wise we've really improved from week one week two to, to the last uh, three games of the year and uh, i think the team that has an opportunity to kind of win the field position get a big return maybe put up an, a, a field goal here and there uh, might have a chance to win the football game last minute with carney bearcat coach brandon cool we asked coach tomlin the same question what did they do that gave you problems opening night that they still do well? They do a tremendous job of working the daylights out of their screen package. And uh, they have guys on the perimeter that, uh, that have some good foot speed. They can catch the football. And uh, as you analyze the screen package, uh, sometimes that's tough to defend because they throw screen, throw screen, and all of a sudden they'll slip a guy right by the block, and then he's wide open running down the sideline and running down the middle of the field. So, it kind of puts a lot of pressure on our outside linebackers, puts a lot of pressure on our secondary guys. And so communication on what they see is going to be huge uh, compared to what it was in week one.
And uh, for the fans, uh, everybody was rooting for Grand Island to win last week so that the bracket would have played out a little bit differently. Uh, and I, we talked about this as well. Uh, everybody's handing the trophy to Omaha North. If you win, you're going to get north on the road and have that uh, outstanding opportunity. So how do you, uh, how do you uh, embrace the whole playoffs? Usually we talk about the run and who's ahead of you, but uh, even the kids know what's ahead of them. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, we have not talked about that one, one, one iota here this, uh, this, this week. Um, our focus at is one game at a time, and uh, there's no doubt about it. We'll have a little extra step in our giddy-up when you get to play the Islanders again. That's Connie High Bearcat coach Brandon Cool. As we spoke with him yesterday on the Doug and Daddy Show, we will be back with the starting lineups for our Class A state football playoff opener between Carney and Grand Island after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week. Covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska, whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Listen, college should introduce you to new ideas. It should open your mind to a world of possibilities. You can get access to real-world opportunities at Hastings College, where the world and you align. Find us at Hastings.edu. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by a friends at Barney Insurance. Barney Insurance in Kearney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. PlatteRiverPreps.com. The games are live and on the podcast, and we hope you enjoy tonight's broadcast. We know you have options. We're glad you chose Classic Hits 98.9. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the Better Bank, in Kearney, first off for Grand Island Senior High at center, number 52, a 5'8", 270-pound junior, Christian Aparicio. The guards are number 55, a 6'1", 220-pound senior, Jackson Puente, and number 73, 6'3", 260-pound senior, Griffin Wenz. The tackles, number 64, 6'1", 245-pound senior, Ashton Keezer, and number 74, uh, filling in for Evan Ludwig, who is banged up, is Colin Carroll, 6'2", 265-pound senior. We'll take a break for the National Anthem and continue in a moment. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. We've taken a look at the offensive lineman now. Let's take a look at the rest of the starting lineup for Grand Island. At tight end, number five, a 6'3", 180-pound senior, Will Moeller. 
The split ends are number one, six foot 170 pound junior Will Nordhues, and number three, 5'11", 180 pound senior Peyton Kinney. The fullback is number 30, 6'1", 220 pound senior John Kirkland. The halfback, number 33, 5'7", 160 pound junior Gerard Dunning. And the quarterback, Number 16, 5'10", 190 pound senior Tyler Kress. Head coach at Grand Island is Jeff Tomlin. They're 6 and 3 on the season, ranked number 9 in the state of Nebraska in Class A. Their losses coming to Kearney on opening night to number 1 Omaha North, and then last week 27 20 to 8 and 1 Lincoln Southeast. For Kearney High, the center is number 55, 5'10", 180 pound senior Lucas Kalb. At left guard, number 62, 6'6", 265 pound senior Rudy Stouffer. And the right guard, number 71, 5'10", 223 pound senior Noah Journey. At left tackle, number 64, 6'3", 223 pound senior Joaquin Robinson. And the right tackle, number 75, 6'2", 255 pound junior Lee Harrington. At the wideouts, your X is number 1, 6'2", 171 pound senior Brant Barth. The Y, number 42, 6'2", 205 pound senior Brock Barlett. And the Z, number 8, 5'9", 155-pound senior, Trey Clevenger. Your I-back is number 13, 6'3", 214-pound senior, Noah Urbanic. And the halfback, number 5, 5'11", 168-pound senior, Trey Gruby. The quarterback, number 6, 6'3", 204-pound junior, Cannon Coster. The head coach of the Carney Bearcats is Brandon Cool, 7-2, ranked 8th in the state. Their two losses to Miller North and Omaha Creighton Prep. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Back with more in a moment. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Time now for our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Obviously, Kearney's been pretty healthy, but Caleb Bean and Brock Braden and Corey Kitt uh, have had to stand on the sidelines for quite a while this season. And for Grand Island, of course, uh, great running back David Garcia tearing his ACL and his MCL. And then Evan Ludwig. Suited tonight, we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, Coach Tomlin thought he would probably be pretty doubtful to go with a neck injury that he sustained last week. And that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. It's Kearney High and Grand Island just a couple of minutes away from getting tonight's high school football action, Class A playoff style, underway. And Larry, once again, keys to the game. Yeah, keys to the game are going to be turnovers. Both these teams, Doug, have struggled with the turnover bug in their losses. For Grand Island, it's about not making the big mistake. You know, two of their losses, Dugs, to Lincoln Southeast and to Kearney High, both of those losses, their games they not only should have won, but they did win in every facet except for they made some turnovers and some just really silly mistakes. They've 
Carney shuts him out twice inside the five uh, on night one. That that would have ended that game. Lincoln Southeast, they made the big mis- one big mistake early, a couple late. For Carney High, it's about just sticking to the plan, play great defense, and run the ball. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The Bearcats and the Islanders are next. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options, and of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you, and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Checking the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard for our games today. Miller North has already beaten Omaha Westside. 42-14 is the final. In Class B, Scotts Bluff leads Blair in the first quarter 14-6. In the fourth, it is Norris 35 and Elkhorn at 24. In C1, Gothenburg and Wahoo nodded at 14 in the second quarter of play. Hershey and St. Paul 7-7 in the second quarter. Hardington Cedar Catholic a third quarter lead over St. Pat's 14-3. Crofton leads Central City 21-0 and they're still in the first quarter of play. So those are scores of games that are already underway. Grand Island won the toss. They are deferring. Excuse me. Let's do that again. Grand Island is receiving as Carney High gets ready to boot it away. They're going to go from south to north. The wind a little bit at the Bearcats back, and we're ready for football. Here on KKPR-FM, Carney Grand Island Hastings, Leo Paloma puts his foot into it, and it'll be taken back at the five-yard line up the left side of the 10, looking for some room 15, and Carney is going to swarm him under. Not much there for Peyton Kinney, and it'll be first out and 10. Yeah, going to be out about the 22-yard line, Doug. 22, 23-yard line. It's just very important in a big rivalry game, a high-emotion game, what you've and on the road doesn't matter whether you're at home or on the road necessarily, but this is a big emotion game, and what you've got to have happen immediately is something good. What you don't want to do is have have something disastrous happen on either side, and it just allows that emotion to take off. So Grand Island with Cress in the shotgun. He's going to fake the handoff, swing it out here into the flat. It's complete to Will Nordhues. He gets to the 30, fumbles the football, but Grand Island, I believe, is back on top of it. Yeah, they ran an inside zone look and then bubbled behind it, Doug. So inside zone, he didn't like what he saw. He pulls it and throws. It actually wasn't a bubble. It was a tunnel screen again. As I told you, you'll see that a lot tonight. And we almost saw the turnover bug happen right away, Doug. Colin Crest getting the start in place of Evan Ludwig covered the fumble. And a little screen pass out to the left side, getting right on top of it and making the tackle behind the line of scrimmage is Nate Berg. Yeah, Doug, Nate Berg makes a great play there. Grant Allen's got to be a little bit careful. They're playing big coverage behind that, so that allows the uh, near defender to drive that pass. That nearly was picked, and that would have been six points for the Bearcats. And it's actually a loss of two on the play, so third down and four here in the spread formation for Grand Island. Crest in the shotgun. You'll see him there most of the night looking for the little slant pattern. It is out here and incomplete. Kind of threw it between his two receivers and Will Nordhues and Cole Evans. Yeah, not sure who was on the wrong page there. Nordhues did not run the route. His quarterback thought he was going to run, Doug. Had he hitched that up, it would have been a first down. He'd have been in good shape. But he went in, and the quarterback went out with the ball. 
And remember, Carney Catholic Columbus Code is currently airing on ESPN 1460, the World Series on ESPN 1550, and Trey Gruby stands back, and the punt snap is bounced to Corbinius, and he will kick it away. Gruby will grab it at his 41. Big block turns to the right side. Now wants to reverse his field. Gets to the 45, and he'll be hauled down near midfield by the Islanders and Jack Wemhoff in on the tackle. Yeah, and Jack Wemhoff, just a sophomore, Doug. Big Islander lineage there. His brother was an Islander, or excuse me, his father was an Islander great. Uh, Mr. His, his dad played in the Shrine Bowl, also played college football uh, did Jack Wemhoff's father, part of those great Islander teams, was on one of those state runner-up teams that lost to Omaha Creighton Prep back in, I believe, 1989. Cobra Rubius with a good punt considering things, but Carney gets to start at the 50-yard line. Urbanic, the lone man of the backfield, they'll pitch it around the left side looking for some running room, and he is hit and then bounces forward for a gain of a yard. He's able to keep his feet and picks up one. Yeah, and that was a really nice job there. Uh, by Lucas Cobb, 55, Doug. He scraped across and did a dynamite job to get the initial hit. And then Brandon Miller for Grand, or excuse me, uh, I had that completely backwards, Doug. Uh, Thoe is the one that came up and finished up the tackle for Grand Island. Second down and nine, Carney, their second snap of the game. Coster has Clevenger wide right. Now he comes in more to the slot. Coster drops back to pass, swings it out here, and wide open is Urbanic. He's got the first down and more. 35-30 right sideline, 25, and it'll be thrown down inside the 25, near the 22 by Timothy Sykes. Yeah, Colton Keezer there, Doug, 21. He's the inside linebacker. He's Grand Allen's leading tackler. He's a over 100 tackle guy. He's got to have the back out of the backfield there. That's simply they ran everybody off and slipped the back out. The inside linebacker gets caught many times in a drop. You have to have back out to your side, and he did not. A gain of 28, first down and 10 for the Bearcats, and now Nate Berg will come in the backfield, standing just to the right of his shotgun quarterback. They'll pitch it to Berg, short side, makes the first man in the backfield miss, leaps inside the 20, but there is a penalty flag. Yeah, Keiser came in to make the tackle, and it looked to me like uh, – Brant Barth either held him or blocked him below the waist, Doug. This is going to go backwards against Carney. They cut him awful quick. And you can't cut somebody off the line of scrimmage. And, of course, Colton Keezer plays linebacker, so he's not on the line of scrimmage. The illegal block called on the Bearcats, so that'll back him up 10. It'll be first down and 20. First penalty of the ball game on either side. We're just underway. It was a three and out for Grand Island. A short punt that was returned to midfield, and Carney now has it at the Islander 33-yard line. First down and 20 yards to go. Same formation with Berg just to the right. little option read. Coster decides to keep it. He'll come to the 30 and work his way a little bit more forward to the 29-yard line. A gain of four on the play for Cannon Coster, who doesn't run the ball all that much for the Bearcats. No, and this is interesting. Uh, Carney has stayed in... Two-by-two and three-by-one here. We have not seen them in the eye yet, Doug. And that is where they've been quite a bit this year is in that eye formation. Cannon Coster comes over to get the play here. And usually we talk about field conditions when it's not good. We're playing on turf here at Foster Field. They're going to be replacing it at the end of the year, a year too late. It's a little slick. It's not great footing out there. At some point tonight, you'll see a kid maybe slide down because it's uh, more like concrete. Coster has all day to throw. Fires it to the end zone and overshoots Brant Barth, who was covered down there inside the five-yard line by Tyler Sextro. 
Yeah, Sextro did a good job there, Doug, and he gets his hand on the ball. But a little bit alarming uh, for the Islanders. The Bearcats looked really good there in that pass protection. The Islanders got zero push. I mean, the Bearcats just smothered them up front. Of course, on second and long and now third and long, the Islanders go into another back back there, so they're playing that nickel, maybe even a dime now, a coverage on third. But you do expect your big guys, you need at least one of them to push that quarterback off his spot. Otherwise, he stands there and he's got all day. That's never good. Four wide receivers in the pattern here. Twins both right and left. Coster third and 16. Back to pass, throws underneath to the right side, trying maybe just to set up a field goal attempt as they complete it to Clevenger. And I think that's what you're going to see here. Wind at the back will get about a 42-yard attempt. They didn't get a whole lot on it from about the 29 to the 26. Yeah, he's 8 of 12, Doug, on the year from field goals uh, with a long of 45. So Palomo is all leg, and this will be a 43-yard attempt here. For the first points of the game, good snap. The boot is away, plenty of leg, and it is no good. So that's pretty big for the Islanders there. The uh, Bearcats, good solid punt return, moved it down really on one big play, and then the penalty killed the drive, Doug. And now we'll see. Both teams have felt each other out here a little bit. Let's see what the Islanders come back with. Well, both of the referees kind of looked at each other for a second, and then they confirmed wide left. So the 43-yard field goal, no good, and Grand Island will take over at their own 20-yard line. We're scoreless. Each team's had the ball once. 114 remains here in the quarter. They want to throw out of this little shotgun again. Fake read option. It's complete, but only a yard gain out to the 21. Coach Cool talked about it in the pregame. They are ready for this screen game. Yeah, and that's, I mean, every single play so far, we've seen it. you got to be careful here. They've, they're sitting big coverage on top of that screen game, Doug. One of these uh, near defenders is going to jump one of these balls. Dunning and Kirkland are the backs, so and they try to throw a little screen to the right side, and it is complete to Dunning. He'll get across the 25 to near the 27, a gain of six, and it'll be third down and about three yards to go here for the Islanders, and they no huddle, keep it going, up-tempo. Yeah, they did a really nice job there, Doug. Uh, They ran a little shallow cross, cleared everybody out. Shallow cross was open. Out of the pistol on third down. Fake the handoff. Quarterback drawn. He's not going to get it. Right there on the tackle is Zach King. Read it all the way in another putting situation as they picked up nothing. Maybe a half a yard. It'll be fourth and two. Yeah, and Zach King does a great job there, Doug because he's got option responsibility. He just stood and buzzed his feet, kept his feet moving. So once he declared who had the ball, he was able to just get downhill. What a great play. Covarubias to punt it away. Last time it was a low snap. He was able to scoop it off the turf. And Gruby back to return. Good snap this time. High but short kick. They call for the fair catch, and then it just bounces at the 45 straight up in the air and will be down there by the Islanders' Dylan Thompson. So the kick from the 28 to the 45, 44, that's only going to be, uh, Larry, about a 28-yard punt. Yeah, Grant Allen needs to get something done to flip the field here. If you're a Bearcat fan, this is perfect, Doug. The field position has been good. You've done what you needed to do on defense, and you kind of stopped yourself on your first offensive possession if you're a Bearcat. I think they feel pretty confident here. Back still not in the, the I formation. Brett Obermiller will split out wide to the right. Shotgun with backs now flanking, and they'll fake the handoff. Quarterback keeper Coster, and he is going to be wrapped up immediately. 
Got to secure that ball as he had it out there a little bit, but the first man to get on him was Colton Kieser for the Islanders. Yeah, and Kieser's going to be all over the field in the run game, Doug, but look for Carney to go back to that formation. Brett Obermiller was left out there uh, all alone in a zero-coverage look against uh, uh, the Islanders. They did not have a safety over the top to that side, and you're going to see it again here. They may have something cooking here due to Bearcats due to alignment. The you could see a fade here. Twins to the short side. Coster throws underneath. It'll be complete there to Obermiller at the 49-yard line. It'll be well short of the first down. It'll be third down as he's pushed out just on the Bearcat side of midfield. Yeah, and they're just timing route. Uh, Carney's offense looks good, Doug, uh, here. Every, kind of everything they've been working looks like uh, the scripted game plan here that Coach Cool has where he's, he's throwing a lot of formations out to see how they're going to get played. He's got to like what he sees right now out of his offense. Gruby will split out wide right, man-to-man coverage there. Oba Miller to the left. Third down and four, right at midfield for the Bearcats. Coster stands in the pocket, has all day, throws the deep slant, and it's behind Gruby. It hit off his hands, but he had to pirouette behind to try and catch it. And now Carney will have their first punt of the ball game. Yeah, Grant Allen was expecting screen there, Doug. No pass rush, but they all just stood. They weren't even being blocked. I think they expected a screen there on third and short. So back to put it away will be Ben Dinkle. And Kenny is the return man. He's expecting a good punt from Dinkle. And Dinkle, he gives him one. Boy, he delivers. A fair catch called for, and it takes a big hop at the five. Carney can't quite get to it. That is a 50-yard punt, but it goes into the end zone, so the Islanders will get it at the 20. Yeah, that's a good punt there. Now the Islanders are reset at the right at the 20, Doug, and this is what you see in these rival games. Uh, just right now kind of trading body blows. A lot of football at PlatteRiverPreps.com, our Internet site. Also, if you go there uh, on your mobile app, you can pull up the scoreboard and follow along with this from games around the state of Nebraska. So each team has had it twice. We've had one first down in the game, that by the Bearcats. First down and 10, the Islanders. Wanting to throw again, Crest this time out to his left side and overshoots the intended receiver in Will Nordhues. Talk about the coverage Carney is playing right yeah, now. Yeah, Carney right now is playing a bunch of two and four, Doug, there, which is just big coverage over the top, two safeties. They're taking all the deep stuff, and the uh, underneath coverage, uh, is they're driving these routes. Carney's playing very good coverage. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on Classic Hits, scoreless. With 5-10 to go in the first quarter of play, Cress wants to throw again, this time to the right side, hauled in by Peyton Kinney, who will make it to the 28-yard line, a gain of eight. Yeah, Doug, that's what Grand Island's going to have to do to move the ball. Uh, right there, you had uh, Ben Dinkle run the bubble again, and they drove that screen, and they were able to slip the ball backside on the slant. They're going to have to mix that up. So the Islanders now third... And about a yard and a half here, looking for their first first down of the ball game. Cress, empty backfield. This time he'll have a jet sweep, handed off around the right side, and I He's don't good. believe. Yep. Yeah, he did get across the 30, and he'll be drugged down there. Handling the football was Gerard Dunning. Yeah, he got it to about the 32. So we'll call it a gain of three in the first first down for the Islanders. But, boy, they've got all kinds of different formations offensively this time. Trips to the left side. 
Cress ready to go, looking left, looking left, has time, now throws it down the sideline and overshoots his intended target. In fact, it was into the Grand Island bench, incomplete. Yeah, Doug, and they had the back all alone. Jonathan Kirkland was all alone out here. Nobody went with the back. Uh, Coach Archer's te- and Coach Cool both are yelling and telling them uh, nobody went with the back out of the backfield. There are going to be personal foul on the Bearcats, Doug. Did not see that penalty flag laying back there. If it was roughing the passer, possibly. They did not indicate that, but it is a 15-yard penalty, and the Islanders will get their second first down. And now pretty good field position. Moves them up to their own 47-yard line. Scoreless with 4.18 to go in the first quarter. Carney and Grand Island. Crest swings it out here to Nord Hughes. Slips the first tackle and gets to midfield. A gain of three. Yeah, did you see that there, Doug? If you watch that... Uh... The corner just drove that route hard. Nate Berg out there, also uh, out there defensively on the edge for the Bearcats is Noan Arandando, second and seven. They'll hand it off to Dunning. A penalty flag comes right in the middle of the line. Dunning is pulled down at midfield. That's the first true run play. We had a jet sweep and a quarterback keep, but that's the first handoff to the running back for Grand Island. And a chop block is going to be called on the Islanders. That's a 15. That's a big one. On that, that one's tough, and that chop block's not on purpose. That was inside zone. And so many times when you mesh off of that, those two linemen are meshing on one defensive lineman, and one's trying to come off to the backer. And the one that's uh, stepping down, Doug, he'll go to cut that D lineman while the other guy's still engaged, and it's just you can't do it. It's a 15-yard penalty. So the 15 they got on the personal foul now back against him, and it is second and at least 23 here for Cress and the Islanders. He'll send a man in motion from a left to right. That is Kinney, extremely fast. Now he'll come set right side, and now some pressure, and they're going to get to Cress, and they're going to get him sacked at the 30-yard line. Urbanic is the first one there, a loss of four. Yeah, and that was big pressure. That wasn't even a blitz, Doug. That was the, the initial pressure was caused by the D-line, and there were three of them that got through there, just absolutely beat their guy. 3-10 remaining here in the first quarter. It's scoreless, and now it's frequent flyer mileage. If Grand Island can pick this up, they really haven't chucked one down the field. The only one they did was well out of bounds. Well, I think they wanted to on that last one, Doug. They can't block Carney right now. Third at about 27, and they'll just hand it off to Dunning, see what he can get. Got a little room on the left side. He'll get across the 35 and near the 40-yard line before he's drugged down by Zach King. They'll say his knee hit at the 38. So that is a gain of a seven, but it is fourth and about 20 to go here for Grand Island. And for the third time tonight, they'll have to uh, put the football away with Corbarubius. He has a... 37 and a 28 yarder into the wind that we do have here at Foster Field. Snap is clean. He'll boot it away again, high and short, but Gruby takes this out of the air at the 34 yard line and he'll be hit at the 36 and driven down there. Yeah, that was a great job by Jaron Frand of Grand Island there. He got down, defeated the first block, and then wrapped up. Now Grand Island's flipped the field a little bit, so. We've seen both teams here uh, end up with some field position. Couldn't get anything done. Both of them have been more towards their end. 
Beautiful night for football here at Foster Field. No score, 2.16 to go. Some short punts. Gruby just didn't get a chance to return this one or that one. Uh, now they'll go with a straight eye formation with twins to the left. Coster is under center for the first time, and he will roll back to pass. Throw it out here in the flat. Wide open is Clevenger at the 45. First down, he's popped hard at the 47-yard line, but a gain of 12. Yeah, that was a really nice job. And uh, Jackson Puente did. He just whacked him good, Doug. But the thing is there is this thing I, I know we're you know, only two minutes left in the quarter, uh, no score. This feels to me like Carney's controlling this game. Would you agree? Well, it seems that Grand Island is playing very timid offensively. And, again, maybe that's to shorten the game a little bit and see what they can get as the game progresses because uh, doing what they're doing offensively, will not garner very many points tonight. Unbalanced line to the left side, and they will hand it to the fullback, which is Tanner Ellingson, and Ellingson will bull his way to midfield and sneak into Grand Island territory at the 49-yard line. That's a good five-yard pop up the middle for Ellingson. Yeah, and I, Doug, I really think the film that I've watched on them, I like Carney in the I formation. Uh, they've looked really good, good, just flat getting downhill. Each team with two first downs here in the football game. Split out wide to the right, Brant Barth. Slot right is Clevenger. Back to the I formation. Hard count. There's some movement. No flag. Coster steps back from under center, looks over to the sideline here. Carney does this really well. Three seconds, two seconds. Better snap the ball. Just got it off. Pitch play left side. Ellingson makes a good cut and gets a couple to about the 46-yard line. Yeah, he just absolutely uh, took Jared Fran, Jaron Fran right out of his shoes, Doug. But do you see how this offense looks out of this eye? They just seem to be able to control things. Well, Francel did a good job uh, to make him change directions there, but third down and two, and can someone convert on third down? As they'll put... Urbanic now as the eye back, Dinkle the fullback. On third and two at the 47, quarterback sneak. Coster gets low, and this is going to be close. He got across and inside the 45, but I think he's got to get to the 44, and I don't think he's going to have it. I think it's fourth and a half a yard. This could be a go-for-it spot. You feel good about your defense. It's, it's a full yard here. The ball... On the 45. They're going to get the quarter to think and that about is, it. Yep, that's the end of the first quarter of play. It moved along very quickly here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Class A, 8 versus 9 in the opening round. Carney and Grand Islanders scoreless here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Parents, your job is hard. Helping your student find a college won't be your last parental duty. At Hastings College, we promise to say everything you would because we mentor students as if they're our own. Find us at Hastings.edu. 
PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week. Covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska, whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Down the road, Carney Catholic has jumped out on Columbus Scotus 13 to nothing, and to start the second on fourth and one, Carney has elected to punt, and another beautiful punt, but it is going to bounce at the two and skip into the end zone. A 50-yard punt for a touchback, and now a 45-yard punt for a touchback by Ben Dinkle. Yeah, and I mean, you can't question that there. It's a big game. It's a playoff game, and Coach Cool's got a big, giant, fat ring on his finger. He knows what he's doing. Uh... Uh, but it'll be interesting here, and maybe it's a deal where he's like, you know, pin him back here. He thinks his defense is playing well. Grand Island has not threatened in any shape, way, or form offensively. They've got to find a way to block these big guys up front for Carney, Doug, because they've got some speed to the outside, and they'd like to be able to run something there. But 31 total yards for the Islanders in the first quarter, seven on the ground, 24 through the air. For uh, Carney, they had 14 on the ground. And uh, 48 through the air. And on first down, there is pressure. Just throws it down the line of scrimmage and out of bounds. They're going to say it's forward, but there's nobody there. And Brandon Cool saying, oh, how yeah. about an intentional grounding flag? I mean, the thing was, there absolutely was a receiver about three yards away, but he wasn't running that route. I mean. Bearcat fans, not fans of that. But good pressure on Crest. Now they'll put backs to uh, each side of him, maybe help block for him. Still three wides, Dunning left to the right. It's completed, but just swallowing it up and making the tackle is Robinson. He was waiting for him to catch the ball. He was uh, there so early. Yeah, Doug, right now, uh, Tyler Atchison, uh, Rudy Stouffer. I mean, you, you've got some guys right now, and uh, Joaquin Robinson – these three guys, you're getting pressure with three guys for Carney right now. Third and 12, Crest drops back to pass. Now he's going to throw it as far as he can down the right sideline, and it is incomplete. In fact, Kenny was trying to catch up to the ball as Brant Barth was there on the coverage, and another punt for Grand Island. Barth did a great job there. They run that hitch and go, Grand Island does, and they run it really well. Most people run it with a little bit of a shoulder dug, and a buzz your feet by the receiver. Grand Island's receiver will break all the way down, and the Grand Island quarterback will wind the ball all the way up, so it's pretty good. Carney didn't bite it a bit. They've seen it on film enough. Forced punt for Brian Covarrubias, and this time he has a little wind at his back, but pops it straight up in the air, and it's not going to make it to midfield. It looks like it bounced right at the 41-yard line. That is a 23-yard punt, so a decent punter is struggling here in this playoff game, and you know, maybe we're just getting the fans ready for what we'll see tomorrow night in Madison. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> Scoreless and quick and and a lot of defense. But really what Carney uh, did here, Doug, is they just traded. They got the ball basically right back where they just punted it from. So it's a great job by Coach Cool. Trust his defense. So four possessions for Grand Island, 3-3 three, three and outs, and now the Bearcats with the football. They'll send Berg to oh, the Oh, that's a side. penalty. Yeah, he had to call timeout. Number five, Doug, uh, for Carney, just came off the bench. Trey Gruby, he just came off the bench and lined up. That's a penalty. He's got to get inside the numbers and establish himself because he wasn't going to be covered out here. Yeah, they were trying the old sneaky sneak Yeah. Uh, and usually you see that kind of on a fake punt where somebody runs off but doesn't run off. 
and Kruby tried to get back on the field. So the Bearcats will call the first time out of the ballgame, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It is scoreless one minute into the second quarter. Let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, playoff scoreboard and run down some scores for you in Class A. Omaha North 14, Lincoln Southwest 7 in the first. Southeast leads East 7-0. Omaha Burke leads Pius 14-0 in the first. Creighton Prep and Norfolk 7-7 in the first quarter. Bellevue West, Lincoln High, uh, West leads at 6-0 in the first quarter. In B, Aurora leads York 6-0 in the first. Scott's Bluff over Blair 28-12 there in the second. And it is Scott leading Bennington 12-7 in the second. Norris has upset Elkhorn 42-24. And on first down, Coster wants to run a little option, and uh, there's nothing there. Nice job by the Islanders to get up the field and uh, make the tackle. All over it was Reed Bedner. Yeah, Bedner did a great job there, Doug. That was option. They had it sniffed out. So no gain. Going to be second and ten. Four carries, five yards for Coster. A couple other scores for you uh, in Class B. Beatrice leads Columbus 7-0. That is in the first quarter of play. And as we said, Carney Catholic had jumped up 13-0 on SCOTUS in the first quarter. It is second down and 10. Still checking the sideline as Cannon Coster to try to get the play call here. Twins to the right, fakes it to Urbanic. Quarterback keeper got to the 40 to the 39. And that's only a gain of about a yard and a half. It'll be third and long. Yeah, on that, uh, Griffin Wentz does a nice job for Grant Allen to make the tackle. You know, Grand Island's defense, though, Doug, their offense is definitely sputtering, but this defense is playing uh, like a Jeff Tomlin defense. His defense is always extremely tough. They're very, very stingy, and they are playing that way right now. So third down and nine. Carney at the 40, and uh, probably need a first down before they can start thinking a field goal attempt. Carney did miss a 43-yarder just wide left from Palomo uh, in the first quarter on their first try. Twins wide side. Coster takes a three-step drop. All day to throw. Deep slant pattern, and it is incomplete, but we are going to get a pass interference call, and that's a tough one there on the Islanders. Tyler Sextro, because, Larry, he didn't have to do it. The pass was intended downfield for Cody Smith, and he was not going to catch that ball and just got hooked on the shoulder pad as it went sailing over their head. You said it perfectly, Doug. Sextro played it great, He and he had dove up. And he was, you know, maybe even going to get a hand on it. And he just reached with the back hand and just ripped the the shoulder there. He didn't need to do it. You're exactly right. Yeah, he just didn't get the ball touched until he had made contact with the Bearcat receiver. Otherwise, it would have been a great athletic play. Instead, it will move the ball to the 25-yard line. First and 10 Bearcats at the Grand Island 25. Nine and a half to go in a scoreless second quarter. Ball on the near hash towards the Bearcat bench. Twins to the right side. Eye formation. Give it to the eye backer. Bonnick right up the middle and runs into about three Islanders as he gets to the 23-yard line. He's going to pick up about two and a half on the play. Yeah, the Islanders are watching that personnel really close because when they went into the eye, they ran the safety off and ran another D lineman in uh, on that. They ran Colin Carroll into the game there, Doug, and brought the safety off. Split out wide to the left now will be Brett Obermiller. Slot left will be Cody Smith. High formation again. Dinkle the fullback. Coster the left-handed roll to the left side. Throws it out here for Smith and just under throws it. That's a tough pass, tough catch. And it falls incomplete at the 16-yard line. It'll be third and eight. 
Yeah, I mean, this has been a tough-fought game. I mean, both these teams have been in the top ten all year. I know Grand Island fell out last week, but they both are, you know, two of the ten best teams, I think, in Class A this year. And you're seeing that here, just tough, stingy, stingy defense. Now in third and long, they're going to bring the safety back on the field. Grand Island will. Cole Evans is going to come back on the field uh, where Colin Carroll went out. So they're playing the matchup here. Third down and eight at the Islander 23. Smith wide left. Gruby out there as well. And tight left, we're going to get a whistle and a delay a game before the Bearcats can get the snap off. And that will make it third and 13, which now you start thinking, well, do I set up for another field goal attempt? Because uh, third and 13, do you want to get five yards here, or do you want to try and go get the first down? Yeah, I think that's the key, Doug. I'd run the ball and get some points on the board here. Grand Allen's offense has been anemic. Any points are good points here. Well, this would now be, a, from right where we stand, a 45-yard attempt. Paloma's got the leg, but it would be into the breeze, what we have here. Twins to the short side, Smith wide left. Urbanic in as the blocking back for Coster, who's in the pistol. He'll take the snap. Again, have all day, then get hit as he fires it deep into the end zone for Arandonda, who makes the catch. Touchdown, Bearcats. Yeah, and the tough thing there, Doug. You had Tyler Sextro on the coverage again. He was absolutely in great position, but that time he didn't compete for the ball the way he had uh, previously. He was in dynamite position. The safety rotated over. They just didn't compete for the ball, and the Bearcats went up and made a fabulous catch. No doubt about it. At first, it looked like that one was going to sail out of the back of the end zone, and Arandando went up and got it about eight yards deep. And we have an injured player down in the end zone right now that they are taking a look at after that touchdown, our five points bank touchdown, the 28-yard touchdown pass from Cannon Coster to, pardon me, Brett Obermiller. I think I said Arandano, Brett Obermiller uh, making the catch. And it's still 6 nothing. Yeah, the tough piece in those, all, you know, a lot of, you go home from a game as a coach and, those are the plays you think about. Those are the specific ones because in your mind, you've done it. You've got them in a down and distance to get off the field. You're third and long there. You're in great shape to get off the field, and they make a great throw, an f- unbelievable catch, and now you find yourself going to be down 7 to nothing. Well, now all the Bearcats take a knee because this looks like this might be a serious injury, and I think it's Obermiller. I do not see him over here on the sidelines. And, Larry, you got to wonder, did he get injured celebrating? Yeah, that's what you wonder because it's a leg, and and he's not anywhere near where he caught that ball, Doug. He caught that ball at the back pylon, and he's, uh, you know, up towards the middle front of the end zone. My guess is he probably did. Well, the trainer is looking at that right knee area, and while they do that, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center with two locations in Kearney, getting you back in the game of life. We'll take a timeout with the extra point pending. It is 6-0 Kearney. Oh, no, excuse me. It is not Obermiller. I just didn't see him over here on the sideline. It is Lucas Kalb, the center, and he is going to get up and walk off under his own power, so that's very good to see. Yeah, and add the, the more steps he's taking, the less the limp's getting, so he, he may be okay. Maybe just uh, came down awkwardly, but he was hustling down there. To help celebrate. Brian Haas from Family Physical Therapy down there with him. He'll get him taken care of. But now you have to be careful. uh, When your center goes down, we'll see how long he's out. 
as they get ready for the extra point kick. Snap down. The kick is away. Palomo kind of popped it up in the air, but it is good. And with 8.42 to go in the first half, our first points, Carney 7, Grand Island nothing. Back after this. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the barbecue trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the brisket special. Join Rivals for every Husker and Hastings Bronco game for a pizza special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Cannon Coster to Brett Obermiller makes it 7-0 with 8.42 to go here in the second quarter of play. And Carney High ready to boot it away. Leo Paloma has it on the right hash near the Carney Bearcat bench and pounds this one. And it will be returnable, taken by Kinney at the 3 on the right hash, up the middle to the 15 to the 20, and that's where he'll be brought down at the 22. And just like the opening kickoff of the game, almost identical at the 22-yard line, the Islanders will take over with just two first downs, one of those coming via a penalty. Yeah, and the Islanders got to get something going here, Doug. And I'm afraid they got to get something going, a little more dynamic in the passing game. It's just been one or two concepts, and they have got to find a way to run the ball. Carney's getting pressure with three guys in the pass game, and they're stopping the run with three, Doug. Well, some coaches like to script the first 15 plays. Grand Island's one run 16. So out of the pistol, they'll just hand it right up the middle, and taking the football is going to be Dunning to the 24, yeah. close to the 25. In fact, it'll be second down. Maybe Kirkland. I think maybe that was Kirkland. I went with the PA. I think that was Kirkland that actually carried the football that time. Yeah, and Lee Harrington on the tackle. See, they're rotating some of these big guys up front now, Doug. Second down and eight. Back to pass. Kress has time out here in the flat. It's complete at the 27-yard line, but Carney's making the tackle every time. There's hardly any yards after the catch as Kinney hauls it in. That's going to be another short gain from the 24 to about the 28. It's going to be third and four. Yeah, it's just the thing is they're all out routes where it's in front of the DB so he can come up and make the tackle really quite easily. You're listening to KKPR-FM, Kearney Hastings Grand Island. Don't forget Storm Hockey is also going on on the Breeze 94.5, World Series scoreless on ESPN 1550. And now we have a timeout on the field here by Grand Island. It'll be their first of the ball game. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. We'll be right back. 
Genetics First trades second. At Aurora Cooperative, our customers can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre, as each field has its own story to tell. The story for your field begins with the right genetics and the right crop management recommendations, which includes fitting the right traits to the right acre. To create the highest-yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our early pay, volume, and in-house financing options, speak with an Aurora Cooperative agronomist. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. Along with our producer engineer Ed Smith and Larry Baker, Doug Duda back with you at Foster Field. Third and a long three. They'll hand the ball off. This time it's to Dunning. He scrambles to the right corner but can't get up the field. He'll even lose a yard on the play. It's going to be fourth down and five. Yeah, Grand Ellens had their best luck running right at Carney. There they tried to run outside zone, kind of a reach play, and there's nothing there. Too much flow by Carney, and that offensive line for the Islanders just cannot get a push. And now the fifth punt of the first half for the Islanders. Covarrubias is averaging only 28 yards. High snap gets it, boots it. Again, very high. Groovy calls for the fair catch and will make it at the 41-yard line. That one's a 34-yard punt. No return, and the Bearcats will take over. You want to hear a score, Larry? Yes, I do. Let's go to the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. Second quarter, Omaha North 14, Lincoln Southwest 10. Oh, my good gravy. Omaha North at this point in the game, almost every game this year, they've been up at least three touchdowns. Yes. That's the one sixteen matchup. Uh, also Lincoln Southeast leads Lincoln East seven to nothing. Burke leads Pius twenty one to nothing. Miller North beat Westside forty two fourteen. Preps taking a ten seven lead over Norfolk. And Bellevue West leads Lincoln High six nothing. Coster back to pass. Urbanic open wants to go a little bit deeper and just kind of throwing that one away. Brock Marlette was in the area, but the pass was incomplete in Class B. A uh, couple of games still to go, but now Aurora leads York 14 to nothing. Scotts Bluff leads Blair 28-18. McCook over Northwest 21 nothing. Scott leads Bennington 12-7. That's all in the second quarter. As is Beatrice leading Columbus 14 to three, and Gretna over Ron Colley 22 to nothing. Norris beat Elkhorn High today 42 to 24. Second down and 10 for the Bearcats at their own 41-yard line. Out of the pistol, Coster runs option here with Urbanic. He'll pitch it to him. Noah turns it up, gets five, gets six. He'll be pushed out of bounds at the 46-yard line, about the the 47, and it'll be third and manageable here for the Bearcats. Yeah, Cole Evans comes up and makes the play for Grand Island, but Urbanic does a great job and actually kind of made Evans pay for it. (laughs) C1 on ESPN Radio, Kearney Catholic 20, Columbus Scotus 8 in the second quarter. Wahoo now a 31-14 lead over Gothenburg in the third. They've scored 17 straight. Third down, we'll call it four for the Bearcats at their own 47-yard line. Twins to the short side. Single wide left. Coster looks out there as he takes the snap. Now just a little button hook, and Grand Island jumped the route, but they couldn't make the interception. Oh, Reed Bedner. It was just a little bit over his outstretched hands, and Carney will have to punt. Yeah, they ran a 2-3 hitch, and Bedner was playing the inside receiver, and he broke on it. That's six points the other way. That's what Grand Island needs right now. And if back, they're going to stay in this game. Ben Dinkle, two punts. Both have went into the end zone, 50 and 45. 53 yards he's got to cover. Here comes a big rush, and he just pops out in the air, and it's very short, and it's going to bounce at the 34 and just kind of die right there. That is only a 19-yard punt. I think he saw the pressure coming. Carney did a great job to pick it up, 
but he just kind of kicked the toe and it went straight up in the air. Well, and as a punter, you've got to be calm. When you run shield punt, and that time Carney ran shield, you're going to have a guy run on you. you just got to trust your shield. It'll be a big collision. That's why they put those guys with maybe not the best grades, but they're just the toughest guy in the world in the shield. You know, and, and right there, he just got to be calm. He panicked and just let her go. Is that where you played? Yes. Special teams right yeah. there. <laughs> Special. It's 7 nothing, Carney. 6.33 to go. Second quarter. Four wides as they come out again. The Islanders will catch it to Crest. He'll turn. He'll hand it off, bruising up across the 35 to the 37-yard line. Every yard has been hard-earned here for the Islanders, and it is Kirkland to carry the football. Yeah, just find something two, three yards at a crack right here is what Grand Allen needs to do. Sounds silly. You know, there's still half the second quarter left, but the way this game's gone, that's only about a possession or two, Doug, is all you've got left in, in the half. Hurry up offense. Crest looks to the right side. It's almost picked off on the slant. It was in and out of the hands of Trey Gruby. I hate when every announcer says almost picked off. That hit both of his hands on the five. He just didn't get turned around quite quick enough to haul in its third and seven. Yeah, that hit both hands and then left a little mark on the number five on his jersey. Islanders right now just have to find a way to get a first down. Yeah, they see, had two first downs on the same possession. One of them was on a 15-yard uh, personal foul on the Bearcats. Yeah, and then they gave that right back on a chop block. Third and seven, pump and go, one-on-one, going down the left sideline, trying to find Nord Hughes, but it is incomplete, and I don't know if he'd have been able to stay in bounds even if he'd have caught the ball. And over the last... How far do you want to go back over the last three, six, eight passes for Cress and Grand Island? He is three of eight for five yards. Yeah, and Brant Barth played that great for the Bearcats there, Doug. Whenever you get a go route going up the sideline, you want to squeeze that receiver, use the sideline, keep squeezing him out of bounds, and he had squeezed him far enough out of bounds, even if he'd have caught it, it wouldn't have mattered. Punt number six for the Islanders, and they bring pressure. Carney from the outside, they make some contact. They'll call it clean, and the ball hits the ground. Groovy will pick it up at the 30-yard line, and he hits his own man, and it'll be brought down right there. Almost blocked, and the official said it was clean right away. He put his hands up and called it clean. Yeah, Doug, I, that should have been a penalty, but you need your punter to act a little there. The punter should have just blown himself over. He'd have got the flag there. He stayed on his feet and then looked at the official. That's why the official threw his hands in the air. So it'll be first and 10 now for Carney High. They have four first downs, uh, scoring on the 28-yard touchdown pass from Cannon Coster to Brett Obermiller, and they'll go to the I formation now with Coster under center on first and 10 at their own 30, but he'll drop back to pass, roll to his right, now throw it down for Obermiller again, jump ball, and it's incomplete. Obermiller almost made a Brandon Riley versus Indiana-type catch there. As he fell on his back, the ball popped into the air. Tyler Sextro, after he tipped it, thought it was gone, they're going and Obermiller after. just about was able to pick that one up. Yeah, and they're going after Sextro now. He had the pass interference call that set up the only touchdown of the game. And that was over him as well. They're starting to throw at him now. And Doug Kolb is not coming back. Twice they've had him close. The New West guys, I know Brian's working on him. And uh, Tyler Elsner, Ty Elsner's working on him down there. Uh, but they, they, they don't have him coming back. Second down and 10, so the Bearcats operating with a new center. And it'll be Coster straight up the middle of the field, 40-45, 50, into the deep secondary. Grand Island, 40. They still don't have him, and he's down to the 39-yard line. That is a gain of 31, the biggest play of the game. 
Coster's run it a few times, but by far got the biggest opening there. Yeah, Carney's starting to feel it, Doug. They're getting a push on the offensive line or on their defensive line, and now their offensive line is really starting to roll. That was straight in the A-gap. And the new center is Bo Schaefer, six foot, 210-pound senior, has come in wearing number 52. First down and 10, Carney. They spent a lot of time in Grand Island territory. They're there again at the 39-yard line. 5-11 to go in the first half. Coster going to do the same thing, only this time start to his left, and there's nowhere to go. He's double-teamed. The second man to get to him was Jackson Puente. Yeah, and he's mean. Boy, we've seen Jackson Puente bring the thump a couple times tonight. And the first man was Griffin Wentz. <laughs> so Wentz, a preseason All-Stater, right in there to – get the job done. It's going to be a gain of a half a yard. They'll officially call it second down and nine. Coster, outside of that 31-yard run that he just had, not much on the ninth. The other six carries for a total of seven yards. Second and nine, and Coach Brandon Cool doesn't like what he sees out there, so he's going to call his second timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, 429 to go first half. Class A opening round of the state playoffs. Carney seven, Grand Island nothing. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the Bricks, 2217 Central, Downtown Carney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Keeping you up to date on some of the other playoff games in the state in C1. Bishop Newman 21, Syracuse nothing in the second quarter. It is O'Neill leading Lakeview 17-6 in the second. Aquinas and Norfolk Catholic 14-14 in the second. Boys Town leads Fairbury 21-0 in the second. Concordia over Arlington 7-6 in the second. We'll get you some C2 scores after this play. Carney now facing a second and nine. At the 37-yard line, little handoff for Bonnick, right side, has room, 35-30, secondary, 25-20, drugged down from behind by Bedner at the 19-yard line, a gain of 18. Yeah, Bonnick showed a little burst there, Doug. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report, first half stats, score updates, and we'll take a look at what's going on in the second round of the Class D playoffs. And there, you just, I mean, I was just watching the offensive and defensive line specifically there, Doug, on the last play, and Carney's just getting a real push. First and 10 at the 19. They put him at the exact the 20. It's a quarterback draw for Coster. They try to tackle him high, and it actually works, and they're going to flag it now. Are they flagging a face mask Probably. or are they flagging a hold? Getting him a little high there for the Islanders was Toe. Toe got him just a little bit high coming from the outside. Yeah, when you tackle high like that, most generally it ends up as a face mask. Coster got two on the game. Now we'll see what the penalty is. Well, cool screaming at him. Brandon knows exactly what it was. <laughs> and all the Carney players are pointing the other way. Personal foul face mask will be the call. That'll be a half the distance to the goal penalty, so a nine-yard penalty, and it'll be first down and goal Bearcats. At the nine. Yeah, and Grand Allen's coming undone here a little bit. They need to hang on to this, Doug, here at the end of the half. 
the way their offense is working, two scores or three scores is probably too much. Well, and Grand Island got the ball to start the game, so Carney will get it to start the third quarter. And we're down to 3.59 to go here in the first half. Carney's up 7 nothing and knocking on the door again. First and goal at the Islander 9. And now Carney's actually ran the ball successfully two or three times here on this drive. Back to the I formation. Coster pitch play. Ellingson hit in the backfield and drug down at the line of scrimmage. Coming through there again uh, was Toe. Bedner, Reed's doing a great job, and Reed looks like he's a little hobbled. He's calling for help. I'm telling you right now, Carney's uh, Ben Dinkle just absolutely splattered an Islander. He had the kickout block. That was just straight power. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Dinkle in there as the fullback. Split out wide to the left is Smith. And they'll put back down here Brett Obermiller to the right. He had the first touchdown catch. It's second and goal at the 10. Roll to the left, wanting to throw Coster. Looking, looking, now backpedaling. Throws it back to the back of the end zone and incomplete because he threw it out of the end zone. Good job by Coster. And pretty good arm strength there because he threw it. He's running to a left, and he threw it back towards the right right underneath the goal post, and it'll be third and goal. And a field goal attempt here would be a win by Grand Island. Yeah, no question if you could keep this to 10. Again, the winner, even though Omaha North's only up 14 to 10, everybody just waiting for that to be a matter of time will go play Omaha North next Friday night. Kearney Catholic at last check up 20 to 8, and that's on ESPN 1460 over SCOTUS. And we'll probably have to go to Wahoo. Third and ten here for the Bearcats. Coster, two-step drop, looks right, throws it up again for Obermiller, and to the back pylon, can't get there. Got a little tied up that time as he was trying to get away from Sextro, but there was no, uh, like, interference tie-up. He was just, when he turned, kind of ran off his back shoulder, and it's incomplete, and Paloma will come in to attempt the 27-yard field goal. Yeah, and this should just be nails for him, I would think. After that 28-yard touchdown pass, Larry Coster's missed on his last five attempts. A couple of them he's just thrown away because of the coverage. So straight away here, the holder, Ryan Koski, for the Paloma field goal. Good snap. It's down. The kick is away. Plenty of leg, and it is good. With 2.52 to go here in the first half of play, a 27-yard field goal for Leo Paloma. Makes the score. Grand Island looking to get on the board. Carney 10, Grand Island nothing here on Classic Hits. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. And Carney High ready to boot it away. And Palomo sends it deep. Kenny's able to grab it at the three. It bounces away, so that kind of takes away his blockers, and he's only going to get up to the 10-yard line, and he'll be thrown down there by the Bearcats. Isaiah. 
Yeah, Doug. They well, I'll have to double check. Uh, there was two 29s, and they said one that wasn't a 29. So uh, we'll say that it is first and 10 here for the Islanders, and now it's just getting farther and farther away from the end zone. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is they didn't uh, – I know that ball rolled back, but they just didn't block anybody there. C2 scores, second quarter. UTAN leads the top seed, Centennial 7-6 to six at the half. Hershey 14, St. Paul 7. Hardington Cedar Catholic beat North Platte St. Pat's 21-6. to six. Wilbur Claytonia and Stanton scoreless into the second quarter. Run right up the middle. They'll get it to Gerard Dunning, and he'll get four yards on the play. We'll talk about some of those C2 games at the half. Don't sleep on Stanton. Battle Creek leads Sutton 21-0 in the second. Oakland Craig 7-0 over Donovan Trumbull in the second. Crofton leads Central City 35-0 in the second. Crest swings it way out here on a wide receiver screen to Sexton, and he will get the first down across the 20, pushed out of bounds at the 24, and then a very late flag as they go into the Grand Island bench. Well, yeah, they knocked Joe Wells down. Leave old Joe alone. Jeez, they blasted him. Did you see that? Joe went all the way over backwards and... He's tough. He'll get up and get it figured out. Personal foul, Bearcats. Now, there's 220 left, but if you're the Bearcats, don't spit the bit here. That's going to double the number of first downs because they got a first down on the play, and then 15 more will be another first down, and it'll move the ball out to the 39-yard line. The interesting thing is there, Doug, that's the same screen they'd been running. Carney's just playing off of it. They're not playing quite as aggressive to it as they were early. In this first half. So the Islanders with two timeouts, trying to keep moving. Plenty of time. 2.20 to go here in the half. Carney up 10 nothing, and now they're out to the 39-yard line. Again, two backs in the backfield, and they'll switch them up. Just put uh, Kirkland to the left and Dunning to the right. Send Dunning in motion. Hand it to Kirkland up the middle. He'll run into the secondary and get tackled there by Ben Dinkle across the 40 to the 43-yard line, a gain of four. Yeah, he makes one cut there. He's still running, Doug. See, I like this Islander run-at-you game. I don't think they can run their reach game. Second down and six. Again, they motion Dunning out of the backfield. Fake it to Kirkland, throw it down the line of scrimmage to Dunning. That might be behind the line of scrimmage, but they call it incomplete. Carney had jumped on it. It was very close down the line of scrimmage, but it will be ruled an incomplete forward pass. Yeah, that wasn't going anywhere if he does catch it. That's that same thing. Show the inside zone and then throw the tunnel back the other way. Stops the clock with 1.54 to go here in the half. Ravenna Sanitation halftime report coming up. Cubs and Indians still scoreless in the third inning. Game three of the World Series at Wrigley. Sextra split out wide to the left. Now comes up and gets on the line of scrimmage. Third and six, Cress. He will fake the handoff, keep it himself, and be brought down by Zach King. And already blasting through there was Robinson, who got a hand on him before he picked up the one yard. It'll be fourth down and five. Yep, clock's going to run here. And if you're Grand Island, you need to just let it go tick, 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 tick. Carney's only got one timeout left, Doug, so they really can't use it here. They'd like to have uh, one of those two back so they could stop the clock here. Well, Trey Gruby hasn't got a chance to get a good return yet, and this punt is a good high spiral, and he is calling for a fair catch, and they run into him. The ball's loose. I think they're going to give it to the Islanders. The Islanders may have covered the ball inside the 25. No flag, Doug. There's not a flag on the field. The guy running in right now has his hand on it. And Brandon Cool is hot, and so is Carney High, including uh, Noah Arandondo. I think maybe he's the guy. Doug, I feel like the, the side judge is still going to throw it. 
He's got his hand on the flag, and he came running in with his hand on it, but he wanted to talk to him first. Well, I think I'd like to see it again, too, but they may have been blocked, blocked into, into him, him, which then is clean. Yep, so right now they're going to – now the White Hat just went over to talk to the side judge that came in, and they're going to say blocked into him. Islander football here on the 45 – oh, no, geez, that's got to be on about the 25, Doug. Yeah, it was a punt that time of 30 yards, and then the fumble will give the ball. Whoa, right there. They just threw a flag. These coaches must be giving it to them. There's three of them out on the field. This will probably just be a sideline warning. But that official is not happy. He threw it about 100 yards in the air. Well, one of the assistant coaches from Kearney High was talking while Brandon Cool was talking as well. It'll be unsportsmanlike. Oh It'll my. be half the distance, no doubt about it. Now, then you're angry. I'll just tell you right now, and we've got a deal on our team as an assistant. You do not say a word. You shut your mouth. And especially if I'm out there talking, you really shut your mouth. <laughs> and there were two assistants out there while Coach Cool was conferencing with those officials that were just going nuts and so that's 12 yards half the distance to the goal once they mark this off from the 24 yard line and Grand Island is in business now with a minute 18 to go they have been given maybe a huge gift here first and 10 at the what should be the 12 to 13 yard line two timeouts a minute 18 to go and the Kearney fans now trying to get some positive energy. Islanders now need to get into the end zone. Crest takes the snap, wants to keep it himself off the right side. He'll work his way to the 10 and be tackled from behind by Zach King. A gain of three. And this is one of those spots, Doug, that if you've got kind of a special shock play, something that you'd game planned up, this is the deal. If you can get this to 10-7, this is whatever it takes. Get this in the end zone. Dunning in the backfield with Crest. They hand it to Dunning straight up the middle. He's got a good little run behind him. He's going to be close to the five. Yeah, he's about the five, four and a half right in there. Tick, 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 tick. 42 seconds left. Grand Island still got three timeouts, do they not? Two timeouts. They take a quick snap. They just hand it off again off the left side. That's going to be enough for the first down. It'll be first and goal, it would appear, at the three. 30 seconds. They just called fourth down, Doug. They did not give it to him, and now Grand Island will call a timeout. I think the Islanders thought that they had that timeout or had that first down. And let's see if they even measure it. The ball is between the two and the three, and they need to get to the two, so it's fourth at about a half a yard. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Each team has one timeout remaining with the score, Carney 10 and Grand Island nothing. We're just going to go ahead and keep it here. And, uh, you know, Carney just got something that went against him. Grand Island maybe got something that went for him. But if they don't get this first down or get into the end zone after having it handed to you, that may be a bigger deflator than just going into the halftime without that whole scenario sure. going on. Sure, Uh no doubt about it. I mean, you do feel good about yourself, but field goal means nothing here, I don't think. I would not try a field goal here. You need to find a way to get seven points. You haven't moved the ball all night. The best play you've had is one Carney and, and the officials gave you. Well, I'm betting on run. Cress in the backfield with Dunning to his right. Fourth and a yard at the three. 
It's a straight handoff to Dunning, and he is going to be hit by Koski, and then kind of broke free, laid his back backwards, and Carney thinks they've stopped him. They're celebrating. I don't think there's any way, Doug. That's a loss, I think. He cut back and just couldn't fall forward far enough for the first down, and Carney will take over with 16 seconds to go. On that play, you need your back to stretch it. On that jet sweep, he's got to stretch it. He cuts back into everybody. That's a big reach play. You need him to stretch it to the perimeter. So it'll be first down and 10, and all Carney will probably do here is hand it off, maybe even take a knee, and we will go to a halftime with 16 seconds and the ball at their own three. Cannon Coster will come up under center. Take the snap, take a knee, and we are at halftime. Your score, the Carney High Bearcats 10, and the Grand Island Islanders nothing. The Islanders just simply have not been able to move the ball here, but both teams have taken advantage of uh, some penalties in this football game to score some points. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, You know, Carney has capitalized. Uh, they've made the big play when they needed to. Grand Island's playing okay. I mean, they're playing great on defense, Doug. They're really doing a nice job. They've just got to find something offensively right here. What can you hang your hat on here? Uh, they've got to find something. They really need to be able to get a intermediate passing game going, but they can't block these front three for Carney. The goal line stand is our Usera Care moment of the game, brought to you by the special people at Usera Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Usera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. It is halftime here at Foster Field, Kearney 10. Grand Island nothing on KKPR-FM, Carney Grand Island Hastings. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want first pick on their 2017 inventory or want to special order a new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and check out the full lineup of Larson FX fishing boats or the new Four Winds RS SS 230s. They also have great buys on pontoons and tritunes. Buzz's offers competitive no-hassle financing for new and pre-owned boats, so it's one-stop shopping. The best dealer between Denver and Omaha. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzzes Marine, South Central Avenue, Carney. PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week, covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska. Whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. At Hastings College, there are only 12 students to each professor. We don't have 300 seat lecture halls, so you get to be you. Not a number. Hastings College is a great place. Go to Hastings.edu to find out more. And welcome back to Foster Field at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. A big thank you to Athletic Director Mitch Stein at UNK, Manny Reich, and all the fine folks here for their hospitality. The opening night of the Class A State Playoffs for 2016, Kearney High at home in the 8-9 matchup, leading Grand Island by a score of 10 to nothing. And this is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Let's go ahead and take a look at the scoreboard from across the state of Nebraska coming into tonight's action in Class A. 
Omaha North still leading Lincoln Southwest by a score of a 14 to 10 in the first quarter. Uh, that's just a in the second quarter. That's just a shocker right now. Yeah, and Southwest, I've seen their film. They don't have a ton of offense this year. So they're going to have to keep playing great D. Of course, the winner of that game ends up playing uh, the winner of this game next Friday night. So uh, kind of a surprise. Now things have changed up. Now, as we refresh our scoreboard here, it is now Omaha North 30 and Lincoln Southwest 10. That's a little bit more of what we thought there, uh, Larry. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then, uh, of course, here it's 10 nothing. Kearney. We'll just work our way down the bracket. Lincoln Southeast, the 5 seed, leading the 12 seed. Lincoln East, 21 nothing in the second quarter. Omaha Burke, 28. Pius, nothing in the second quarter. Miller North defeated Omaha Westside tonight, 42-14. to They will play the winner between Norfolk and Creighton Prep. And right now it's Norfolk, 14. Creighton Prep, 10 in the second quarter at the half. Millard West, the seven seed, leads Papio South seven to nothing. That's in the first quarter, excuse me. And in the second quarter, Bellevue West, the two seed, leading Lincoln High by a score of twenty to seven. Yeah, and, and as you look at that, Doug Millard North's the scary one in there because they are missing three dudes right now. But Millard North is the one that could make a mess of this thing for Omaha North and Bell West. Elkhorn South and Omaha Gross has uh, just gotten underway. Aurora leads York 14-7 in the second quarter. At the half, Scotts Bluff 28 and Blair 24. McCook leads Northwest in the second quarter, 21-0. Omaha Scott over Bennington in the second quarter, 12-7. The 11-seed Norris knocked off the 6-seed Elkhorn, 42-24. Beatrice leads Columbus in the second quarter, 21-17. And at the half, the number 2-seed Gretna uh, leads Omaha Ron Colley by a score of 29 to nothing. Yeah, no surprises there in B. Let's go ahead and take a look at uh, some of the other scores as we refresh our scoreboard here and move on to Class C1. It is Bishop Newman leading Syracuse 21 nothing in the second quarter. Ogallala and Chase County just underway. Columbus Scotus has come back and taken the lead over Kearney Catholic 23-20 as they are still in the second quarter on ESPN 1460. Wahoo leads Gothenburg in the fourth quarter 36-14. Wahoo has scored the last 22 points in that game. O'Neill 31-6 over Lakeview in the second quarter. At the half, Norfolk Catholic leads Aquinas. 17 to 14. Boystown 21, Fairbury 13 in the second quarter. And the number two seed Arlington is trailing the 15 seed Omaha Concordia 21 14 in not, the second. Not a surprise if either Arlington or Fairbury got beat tonight. Uh, it would not be a surprise. In class C2, how about this? The 16 seed UTAN leads the top seed Centennial 14 6. No surprise to anybody in the state. Everybody's got UTAN picked to win that game, Doug. UTAN is a great football team that lost a couple early games to number one and number two. They are really good. And the third quarter, Hershey 14, St. Paul 7. Hardington Cedar Catholic beat North Platte St. Pat's 21 6, and uh, they will take on. The winner of this game, Wilbur Claytonia, 7-0 over Stanton in the second quarter. Battle Creek leads Sutton at the half, 28-0 in the second quarter. Oakland Craig, 13. Donovan Trumbull, nothing. At the half, Crofton, 38. Central City, nothing. At the half, Valentine, 20. 
Cross County, nothing. In six-man today, only one game still going. Riverside leading Spalding Academy at the half, 26-6. Silver Lake beat St. Edwards, 64-45. Cody Kilgore beat Walt Hill, 49-37. And Harvard beat South Platte, 52-40. Yeah, nothing big there. I said, you, know, you go over to Spalding tonight and watch that big deal. You know, you get Riverside and Spalding. Mean, that, that's... That whole conglomeration, holy cow. So those are your scores at the half. And again, here it is Carney High 10 and Grand Island nothing. You're listening to High School Football on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The Nebraska volleyball team, a straight set winner over 24th-ranked Illinois tonight. Of course, the Lopers are uh, taking care of business against Southwest Baptist just across the parking lot here as uh, they are playing at the Health and Sports Center. And at the top of the fourth inning, the Indians trying to make something happen here uh, against the Chicago Cubs as uh, the uh, game was scoreless, and now the Indians, uh, a couple of runners on here with one out in the top of the fourth. Come on, Cubbies. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be back with more after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Also, the Class D state football playoffs will continue next Wednesday. Uh, Larry and I will be headed down to Alma as the Cardinals take on Palmer. And Randy Bushcutter and uh, crew will be down the road at Elm Creek as they take on Medicine Valley. And uh, Larry, uh, not a a deep, deep run for a lot of the teams in Class D uh, so far this year, but a couple teams that may be able to go a little farther than usual. Yeah, no question. You know, Alma's a tough deal. If they can get healthy at that running back spot, they're tough. That'll be a tough, tough matchup with, with Palmer, where Palmer can just flat get after it, Doug. Uh, no doubt about that. They're extremely good. Uh, and then Elm Creek, you know, as you look at it, Elm Creek, next week's matchup will be tough. But Elm Creek, yes, they could run into some trouble because they don't, sometimes they're not as disciplined as they need to be. But just man to a man, Doug, they're as good as anybody in the state of Nebraska in the class in which they play. Let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, rest of those brackets. And here's what we've got for you. Alma taking on Palmer. That game is at 6 o'clock. The next on the line, West Holt, who pulled an upset, will take on Chambers Wheeler Central. That's at 7 o'clock. Elm Creek in uh, Medicine Valley at 7 o'clock in Elm Creek. And then Burwell will host Perkins County in what will be the game of the night, I believe, at 6 o'clock up in uh, Burwell in the east part of the bracket in D1. Guardian Angels will be at Humphrey Lindsay Holy Family. East Butler will be at Harvard, that's at, or Heartland, excuse me, at 6.30. Lord Central Catholic in Nebraska City will host Howells Dodge at 6. And uh, Tri-County 
will be at Creighton, and that game is at 2.30. In D2, in the East Bracket, Fall City Sacred Heart, after winning 75 to nothing last night, will be at Osceola at 4 o'clock. Bloomfield will be at Lawrence to take on Lawrence Nelson at 5. Humphrey St. Francis will host Why Not at 6. BDS will be at Randolph at 6. Twin Loop will be out at Garden County at 5 o'clock Central Time. Blue Hill will host O'Neill St. Mary's at 4. That'll be on the Breeze 94.5 Wednesday. Loomis will go to Litchfield to take on Ansley Litchfield at 6 o'clock. And Sand Hill Stedford will play at Mullen at 7 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday night. And don't forget that the GNAC Conference Volleyball Tournament is in McCook tomorrow for Kearney High and Hastings and Lexington uh, for all of the action that gets underway tomorrow with games at 10 and Kearney uh, and Hastings play at 11-15. Here it's 10-0 Bearcats lead the Islanders. You're at halftime on Classic Hits. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here at the beautiful Foster Field at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. It is Kearney 10 and Grand Island nothing at halftime. Tomorrow, the Lopers will be on the field to take on Lindenwood, a battle of teams that have won just one game this year, the next-to-last home game for the Lopers. So with the Huskers playing at 6, the Lopers playing at 2, a chance to catch a couple of football games tomorrow. So come out and catch some UNK football. Hastings College playing tonight. We'll get you an update on that as they are just underway on 1230 KHAS playing up at uh, Briar Cliff. So that's what's going on there. Uh, before we take a look at the first half stats, uh, Larry, uh, just kind of a recap for those just joining us. The Islanders really struggling to move the football and what will they have to do? They caught a break with a fumbled punt return, uh, kind of a controversial call right before half, and they still couldn't uh, put it in the end zone. Yeah, well, I think, Doug, the thing is they're, they're, they're playing solid defense. Their defense is good enough to win tonight. Legitimately, it's their offense that's letting them down, and I think it's a matter of running the ball at Kearney. When they've tried to run reach and they've tried to run that outside stuff, it's been a little bit of a struggle. We saw it down here on third down, and then we saw it on fourth down down here where they're not going to be able to run reach. Uh, they're not, they don't have enough speed to get to the outside on that outside zone play. And that they've got to establish some of that. But I think the biggest thing is they got to find a way to block Carney's front three, Doug. They're not doing it, and that's stopping and eliminating that intermediate passing game. They don't need a deep passing game, but Carney's taken away their number one thing, and that's that screen game and that tunnel screen and bubble screen game. I told you last night, you've heard me say this a million times, when you game plan in a week, what you game plan to do is you want to take away whatever your opponent does best and then go from there. And you have to give something up to do that. Carney's given up that intermediate passing game here to stop 
that screen game. The problem with this has become they've given that up, but their front three and four for Carney is getting the job done to where Grand Island cannot exploit uh, what Carney gave up to stop the screen game. Grand Island has got to find a way to just put a drive together by running it, and they've got to get an intermediate passing game. We will take a look at the first half stats right after this. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. At Nebraska Land National Bank, we have accounts designed to fit your needs and financial goals. We offer the technology necessary to do business in today's busy world without sacrificing personal service. We have it all, from internet banking to personal banking and everything in between. So make the switch today. Our trained account transfer specialists provide you with personalized, detailed service. We're with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and simple transfer. Stop by to visit with the specialists today. Nebraska Land FDIC. And welcome back to uh, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Time now for a look at the first half stats of our, for, of our first half of our football game. Starting with Grand Island, John Kirkland, three carries, nine yards. Gerard Dunning, seven carries for 20 yards. And quarterback Tyler Kress, four carries for two yards. 14 rushing attempts, 31 yards for Grand Island through the air. Kress has put it up 17 times. He's completed nine of those. No interceptions, no touchdowns, but a total of 36 yards on nine completed passes. 36 through the air, 31 on the ground. That's 67 yards. Four first downs for Grand Island, two of those coming via Kearney penalties. They have three penalties themselves for 39 yards, and they have punted seven times in this football game for an average of 31 yards. So again, Grand Island 67 yards, four first downs, seven punts, three penalties, no turnovers in the game. For Carney High, Noah Urbanic, four carries, 27 yards. Tanner Ellingson, three carries, seven yards. Cannon Coster, eight carries, 40 yards. One of those was a 31-yarder, so that was about half of the rushing in the first half. For Carney, 15 carries, 74 yards. For Cannon Coster, he started off pretty good, but missed his last five after hitting five of his first eight. So he's five of 13, no interceptions, one touchdown for 76 yards, 76 through the air, 74 on the ground. That's 150 total yards, seven first downs. They have three punts for the average of the first two were 48, and the last one was 19. Five penalties, a lot of them big ones, for 57 yards. And so again, 150 yards, seven first downs, one turnover, three punts, Five penalties on Kearney High. They missed a 43-yard field goal on their opening possession of the game, just wide left from uh, Leo Paloma. And then there was no scoring until Coster hooked up with Obermiller on a 28-yard touchdown pass. Brett made a great catch in the back of the end zone with 8.42 to go in the second quarter. Paloma made the kick 7-0. And then a 27-yard field goal from Paloma with 2.52 to go made it 10-0. Kearney fumbled a punt. Inside their own 30-yard line, Carney didn't think that the that they fumbled. They thought that there should have been interference on Grand Island, 
And so then uh, they were assessed an unsportsmanlike conduct, giving Grand Island the ball first and 10 at the 12-yard line, and they were stopped on fourth and one at the three with 16 seconds to go on the half, and that's as close as the Islanders have been to getting points on the board. 10-0 Kearney with the score, and we are ready for the second half. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Doug Duda, along with our producer engineer, Ed Smith, and joining us today from Centura's football program, and he's helped me from before that, Larry Baker. Banks, uh, Carney gets the ball as Grand Island tees it up on the 40 to kick it off for the first time tonight. Yeah, and Grand Island doesn't need to make any changes here. Of course, like we saw last night, Doug, the first thing you got to do is go tackle the guy coming out of the half. <laughs> that changed that game last night at Elm Creek. So here we go to start the second half. The ball is booted deep and high and into the end zone, and nothing Urbanic can do with it there. So the ball will be placed at the 20-yard line, and that's where the Bearcats will start the second half, and that's how you don't run it back. Yeah, and I think if, if, if you're the Islanders here, you don't need to do a whole lot different on defense. Keep playing tough, find a way to get the ball back, and then we'll see what adjustments got made at the half. And sometimes, Doug, you are who you are, and you can't make adjustments. You know, there, there's not necessarily an adjustment to make. It's a matter of just getting out and executing a little better. So Carney High has it first and ten. They'll come out of the eye formation, and they'll fake the pitch and roll to the right. Coster still wants to throw out here into the flat, and it is caught by Marlette at the 35 and down to sideline 40 before he's tackled near the 44. Great grab by Brock Marlette, his first reception of the game. Yeah, Keezer for Grand Island there on the tackle, Doug, in the coverage. What an outstanding catch. Got both feet down, and then he regained uh, his balance and was able to get the ball further up the field. ton of time there. Uh, Omaha North has scored 40 straight points, and now it's 50-10. to 10 Oh, yeah, there Lincoln they are. Southwest. <laughs> Holy moly. It was 14-10 for a little while. First down, Bearcats now out to the 45-yard line after the 25-yard completion. They'll hand it to Urbanic. Left side has a hole into Grand Island territory. Has 10, has 13, has a first down. Yeah, and sometimes you can make adjustments, and evidently Carney has. Carney struggled to move the ball in the first half, Doug, and they've come out here and just carved them in two plays. It's going to be a 14-yard gain for Noah Urbanic, and Carney looking to uh, announce their authority right here as they start the second half with two big plays. 39 yards on the first two plays from scrimmage. They go trips to the left side this time. Now they'll send in motion. Groovy from left to right, giving him twins on each side. Coster fakes the pass. Quarterback draw up the middle. Has a seam. Has seven. Has eight. And just about got the first down inside the 35 to the 34. It'll be a gain of nine. Yeah. Carney does that really well, Doug. They ran all the receivers off. Blocked it like inside zone and just let the quarterback sit for one step and drew it up and this is, I mean, now nine. I mean, there's only been three plays here, Doug, and this drive started at the 20, their own 20. 
By the way, halftime down the hill now. It's Columbus Scotus 23, Kearney Catholic 20, and that's on ESPN Radio. Second and one, Bearcats at the Islander 34 opening drive of the second half. Pitch player Bonick has the first down, but didn't get a whole lot more, and they're going to actually have Nate Berg at the eye back. Gets the first down, but only a couple of yards on the play. Yeah, and that was another great block in there for Carney for Ben Dinkle coming at fullback. And that's, you know, really close to being an illegal uh, block there by Reed Bendar from Grand Island. He's going low, submarining that, and you can't do that. You can't cut an offensive player just like you can't cut a defensive player if you're both off the line of scrimmage. Well, for the th- for three consecutive years, Grand Island has had their season ended in the playoffs by Omaha North, and that's who's waiting for the winner of this game. Carney High will send Clevenger in motion, giving him trips to the left side, and they'll run option that way. Berg the tailback, they'll pitch it to him. There is not much there, and he is going to be swarmed under. Good coverage by the Islanders. They had that one sniffed out. Yeah, look at that, Doug. All 11 over there. You know, you always tell them 11 men and one poor soul. That's how you rally to the ball. You want to rally, rally, rally to everything, and Grand Island did that really well there. Well, you don't want to lose them here. You've got a whole half of football to go here, and the Islanders don't want to have to get on the bus yet. This is still a one-play ball game. Uh, Something bounces the Islanders' way. They're right back in it. But they do need to come up with a stop here on Kearney. Second and 11 at the 32. Straight hand up on the ISO, and it's going to be back to the 30-yard line for Berg. He didn't touch the ball offensively through the run game in the first half. And it's going to be third down and nine as he's carried it now three times here on this drive. You know, Doug Grant or Carney runs a lot of guys in and, in and out. They do a really nice job running guys on and off. They play a lot of different kids. So this is where Carney has kind of struggled on the field so far tonight, just outside field goal range. And then a couple times they've been able to convert. Third down and nine, back to pass Coster. Little button hook over here on the left side of the single man, and it is dropped by Barrett Barth. He had it and just kind of got stripped out of his arm. Yeah, they just ran a hitch there. Uh, That was fourth and eight or third and eight, and they just ran the hitch. They ran the old 10 to eight hitch where he runs it to 10 and hitches it back to eight at the sticks, hit him right in the belly. He needed to catch that. Well, Carney is going to attempt a 46-yard field goal right in the middle of the field, Paloma has enough leg to do it. He's one for two. Wide left on a 43-yarder, nailed the 27-yarder. Koski the holder. Snap is down. The boot is away. He has not enough on this one. It is short and maybe just a little to the left. So the 46-yard field goal on the opening possession of the third quarter, no good, Larry. What a win for Grand Island, Doug, because the first three plays, you thought this thing was about ready to be 17 to nothing. And Grand Island finds a way. They bow their neck again. Now they're going to get uh, uh, the ball back, and let's see what they're going to have uh, going here. I'm not sure what they still have yet to spot the ball. There they're going to spot it at the 20. Off that missed field goal, first out and 10 for the Islanders. Can they get some offense going? 67 total yards in the first half of play. Grand Island trailing 10-0. Out of the backfield, they will send Dunning. And straight up the middle of the field, a short gain again, and that's what most of the running game has been tonight for Grand Island, trying to go up the middle and getting two or three about every time. Yeah, they just and, – and, and here, I mean, that's a nice five-yard gain, Doug. You're going to get second and five. This is what Grand Island has to do. Tyler Kress kept it, of course. 
And they tried that about three times in the first half and not a whole lot for it. Now a different look. They're going to go stack triple bubble over here to the left side. Wide receiver screen. It's going to be a double pass. Oh, the official blew the play dead. That was an intentional backwards pass off the turf. Oh, no. And they blew the play dead. Now I do not see the Grand Island coaches really getting too crazy. A couple headsets are ripped off. Usually you alert the official if you're going to run a play like that, but I think that that was an intentional bounce into the ground so that Carney would stand still as they threw it to Cole Evans, who picked it up, and he was looking downfield, but the side judge on the Carney side said no. Oh, I don't know about that, Doug. So back to pass Crest, third down and five, and there's nobody there. There was some miscommunication. He went deep. And Nord Hughes and Kinney pulled up their outs. But this has been the drive um, um, recap virtually every time. Good run, get you second and five. And then now they did, I mean, on on second down there, that was going to be good, I think. Uh, And then throw deep on third. Now you're putting after what you were really second and manageable there. This will be the eighth punt of the game for Grand Island. And it's punted high, not too deep. Groovy, fair catch again, takes it at his 39-yard line. That's a little bit better punt that time, 36 yards and no return. Yeah, I mean, Carney's just done a good job applying the pressure, Doug. Like, even here, now all the pressure's back on Grand Island to try to get this ball back without something silly happening. Well, Carney able to uh, move the ball down the field but missed the field goal, and now... They've had pretty good field position at least to start every single time. We go to the fifth in the World Series, still scoreless at Wrigley Field. Split out wide to the right. For Carney High will be Obermiller. He has the only touchdown reception in the game out of the eye formation. Twins to the left. Coster turns, gives it to his eye back, who gets to the line of scrimmage, and that is about it. Boy, the Islanders look tough there. They're the D-line bowed up. And once again, Jackson Puente, Doug, shows up. uh, Boy, he's tough. Nothing there for Nate Berg. Got one yard on the play to make it second down and nine. Ten-nothing Kearney. 7-15 to go here in the third quarter of play. Not a whole lot of offensive excitement in the game. Had the one turnover. Kearney doubling up the yardage of Grand Island in the first half. Still checking the sideline for the play here on second down and nine. Coster finally has it out of the pistol formation with four wideouts. Five seconds on the play clock. He'll take the snap at three. He'll take the run himself off the left side, and Wenz got him from behind. There wasn't much there. Another yard for Coster, and it looks like whatever was said, this is more of a, we know Grand Island's defense has been playing good, but they've played even better the last five snaps defensively here. They have really swarmed to the ball strong. Yeah, no question. Right now this defense is just screaming at the offense to give us some help because uh, they've really kept Carney in check 10 points through, you know, two and a half quarters here in this game, Doug. So Griffin Wenz comes in and makes the tackle for the Islanders. It'll be third down and eight for Carney. They will send Cody Smith out wide to the left, go twins to the right side, out of the shotgun again. Coster calls the Catons, rolls to his right, 
And now fires it out here in the flat, and it is caught in Grand Island territory at the 48-yard line by Obermiller, and that's enough for the first down. Yeah, and Sextro was on the coverage there. really did a nice job. That was just a great route by Obermiller uh, to cut that off and run. He just ran a comeback there, Doug. And Carney will move the chains with a... 10-0 lead here, and we are already midway through the third quarter of play. Yeah, Obermiller's vertical stem there was really good. And he'll come to the short side. They'll also put Dinkle out here on the short side. Leave Berg in the backfield. Four wideouts for Coster. And Cannon will take it. Hand it off. Urbanic is back in the ball game, and he just runs straight towards the Carney sideline and steps out of bounds after a very short gain. Maybe got a couple It'll be second down and eight. Yes, and there again, Grand Allen does a great job stringing that out. On that outside play, you want that to string as far as possible. Just take all those lanes away. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you on Classic Hits. KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Second down and eight for the Bearcats, leading it 10 nothing. They have went to the air quite a bit tonight themselves, have had some success on the ground, though, more than Grand Island, that's for sure. Option read, and they're going to keep it himself with Coster, and he's just going to bounce around over his center and fall and fall and fall and finally go down inside the 45 at the 44, all of that for three yards. Yeah, there was a host of them there. Bedner got him turned back in, and then the Islanders just rallied. Now you're third and medium again, Doug. Playing on the turf on a perfect night, so... Even though it's old turf, field conditions are pretty decent. Brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? Easy. Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. And as we say that, Carney High is going to take the timeout. Italy, the first of the second half, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 4.50 to go in the third quarter of this Class A opening round state playoff game. Carney 10, Grand Island nothing. I can't get this darn radio to tune into the game. You know, Dad, you can just listen to the game on the computer at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Yeah, and I'm sure they want my credit card to pay per minute for something I could get for free if I could just get this radio to work. Actually, thanks to Barney Insurance, they stream free online. You can even download a podcast shortly after the game wraps up. Oh, sounds easy enough. What was the web address again? PlatteRiverPreps.com. Class A scores, Omaha North 50, Lincoln Southwest 10 in the third. Southeast leads Lincoln East 21-7 in the third. At half, Omaha Burke leads Pius 35 to nothing. Millard North beat Westside 42-14. Norfolk still continues to lead Omaha Creighton Prep 14-13 in the third. Back to action here. Carney has it third and six at the Islander 45. Coster back to pass. His receiver Smith fell as he tried to make the turn on the hitch there, and it goes incomplete. Yeah, I don't know. Sextro's an awful good defensive back, Doug. And, I mean, he had one kind of goofy play tonight, but, geez, they've just thrown at him all night long. Other scores to pass along. Millard West, 21. Papio South, nothing in the second quarter. And in the third quarter, Bellevue West, 27 as the number two seed. Lincoln High, 21. A punting situation now for Carney and Dinkle will boot it away for the fourth time tonight. And they're just going to let it roll inside the ten. They there. thought, Carney thought that it bounced off of an Islander, 
but the officials aren't even looking like they have any interest in this one. And trying to plead his case is Nate Berg. That's why he jumped on it so quickly instead of letting it roll. It's still a good punt at 34 yards. Grand Island gets it at the 11. Yeah, Grand Island now get it going. We've seen this they where they can get a drive started and then can't finish. A few more scores as they get set up here in Class B. Just underway, Elkhorn South leads Gross 7-0 in the first quarter. In the third quarter, Aurora 17, York 7, Blair 31, Scotts Bluff 28, McCook 27, Northwest 7, Scott 33, Bennington 7. All in the third. First and 10 Islanders at the 11. Crest throws it out to the right side. It's overthrown and incomplete, trying to get it into the hands of Will Moeller. And when you overthrow him, everybody's looking for a deflection, interception, or reception by another receiver, but no one in the area that time. Yeah, and it was open receiver, but you can just spun that too high, Doug. Second down and 10 at the 11. And that's about as deep as he's thrown it tonight. He's had a couple of flies that weren't close. Now he's going to set up and throw over the middle. Same situation, and again, overthrows Moeller. It'll be third down. This is the intermediate passing game I was talking about, Doug, and they've got receivers open. Do you see how that's? they're getting a little bit of time? you got to pitch them and catch them because both of those have been solid as a rock. The good, good play calls uh, executed well just – the ball's been high. Now you're third and long again. Well, I'd probably maybe try the same play. He's He knows where he's got to throw it. Trips right, empty backfield, twins left on third and ten. Pressure, Crest steps up, and he's going to be sacked. The sack for Carney High coming through is Rudy Stouffer. I think he got him on the shoulder yep, pad, right, Larry. Uh, he did when he grabbed him the head and shoulder bob but i liked it like it was around the shoulder pad area and it's going to be a sack for a loss of three it'll be fourth and 13 and grand Isle has to put out of their own end zone and doug stouffer has played outstanding tonight you don't always read those guys' names you know it doesn't come up on a stat line but they've controlled this game tonight and it is grover rubius to punt for the ninth time out of his own end zone and that is very short high in the air he's going to need some love from the turf And he got about three, four, well, there's about seven yards of love out to the 40-yard line and maybe a couple more. Boy, it just kept rolling like the turf was going downhill. They'll finally spot it at the 42-yard line. It's a 34-yard punt, no return. Doug, I can't believe they haven't blocked one tonight. Jack Wemhoff for Grand Island is playing that wing, and he has given up 10 yards of ground. He's just uh, kick sliding backwards you got to get those guys. You want them to take a kick slide or two, but then you want them to set uh, and and um, engage their rusher. He is just flailing backwards, and I can't believe you haven't seen one of those blocked tonight. We have got more high school football scores to pass along to you here in just a moment, so stay with us. First out in 10, got some great games going on out there. Carney starts in Grand Island territory. Ball is kind of bobbled, but they get it to Ellington, and now up the field for a first down, a gain of 11 to the 31. That was really the first bobble we've seen out of the center quarterback today, and he just, Coster wanted to hand it off so quick that he about dropped it on the turf, but he handles it like the uh, quarterback that he is in a first down. Well, yeah, and Grand Island just needed to get a little pressure on him there, Doug, because that ball was going to come out for sure. In Class C2, Larry, St. Paul has scored in the last minute of the game. They convert a two-point conversion. St. Paul 15, Hershey 14. Unbelievable. They just do it all year. 
First and 10 at the 31. Carney up 10-0. Three minutes to go here in the third quarter. Coster, just a sprint quarterback keeper, lowers his shoulder, makes some contact, and shoved out of bounds by Will Nordhues at the 26-yard line. A gain of five. Well, that's how Hershey beat us, I guess. But St. Paul, it's something magical going on right now, Doug. They've got a good little football team, and they just keep winning. Yes, they do. Moved into the top ten this week. Uh, have proved. I mean, they just and, – and maybe something happened to Central City because Central City is getting handled by Crofton tonight. To I know Crofton is doing some film. good things. But uh, they were really rolling along, and they've been shut out now the last two weeks. Second down and five as Carney moves it again down to the Grand Island 26-yard line. They'll hand it to Ellingson. Off left tackle. Wentz wraps him up. And he kind of almost brought him off the ground. And when he brought him back down to the ground, it was a two-yard, three-yard gain, third and two. Grand Island needs to bow their neck again here, Doug. It's been all about the Islander defense. They've done a good job uh, holding Carney to just ten points. But outside of the fumbled punt by Carney that gave them first and ten at the 12, Grand Island hadn't even been close to the red zone. Third and two. They'll stay out of the shotgun, Carney will. Coster going to keep it himself. Has the first down. Big hole up the middle. 20, 10, inside the five, and he'll get to the two. First and goal, Bearcats. That was a great run. He didn't try to juke or uh, change direction. He just got it vertical. I was just thinking before that play started, Doug, there is one thing in this game that has been better than Grand Island's defense, and it is only one thing. Carney's defense. (laughs) It's been smothering tonight. Yeah, Grand Island, four first downs, two on penalty. A 20-yard gain, first and goal at the three. Carney hustles. They hand it off on the left side. I believe Dinkle, the fullback. They continue to push the pile, and everybody's in the end zone. It has to be a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, the guy's got to find the guy, I guess. He's four yards in the end zone, Doug. Touchdown. For the Bearcats. Yeah, what a gritty performance by the Bearcats tonight, Doug. I mean, they've just stayed the course. It was a big old oak tree they had to chop down tonight, and they just did it one swing at a time, knowing that maybe it wasn't pretty. And a lot of times I'll tell my kids, you know, the old axe will buzz your hand sometimes, but know that you're making ground every time you swing it. That's what they've been willing to do tonight. Hey. Five points bank touchdown. Ben Dinkle from three yards out. Paloma's extra point is on the way, and it is good. 154 to go in the third quarter. Carney 17, Grand Island nothing on Classic Hits. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week, covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska. Whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Hastings College offers many great things. Tons of scholarships, more than 60 majors, and people who will help you succeed. And Hastings is a great college town. You've got to check it out. Go to Hastings.edu to find out more. Well, I know it's been a whole season, Larry, but this is way different than the first meeting between these two. Oh, no question. I mean, 
it was back and forth. Grand Island moved the ball all night against Kearney in that game. They just made some mistakes. I mean, Grand Island's offense is anemic. Their defense has kind of kept them in it, but Kearney's defense has just been stifling. And that's the difference. Yes, it is. The kick by Paloma definitely returnable, and it'll be taken at the 10-yard line up to the 20, spinning out of a tackle, just trying to find some room as Peyton Kenny to the 23, but that's about where they've returned every single kickoff from Leo Paloma, and Grand Island will take over at their own 23, trailing 17 to nothing with 146 remaining in the ballgame's third quarter. And Grand Island's got to have a sense of urgency now, Doug. While it was 10, they still could just kind of stay the course, you know. The pressure was on them, but now that it's 17, they need to get one here. We'll start some more scores for you. Let's start in C2 and work our way up. Valentine 20, Cross County nothing in the third. Crofton 45, Central City 7 in the fourth. Oakland Craig 13, Donovan Trumbull 7 in the third. First down and 10 Islanders. They will send Nordies in motion from left to right. And they'll look for him, but Kress has some time, now rolls out, has to fire, and it is incomplete at the 23-yard line, trying to throw it out here to Peyton Kinney. That was all hooks, Doug. Uh, everybody ran about a 7- to 10-yard hook there, and the quarterback held it. That ball, you have to get it red. You have to get that ball out of your hand before they hook. They'd all hooked and just stood there. Uh, well, I think he was looking for Nord Hughes and then didn't know what – I mean, he didn't get through his progressions like he wanted that time. Yeah. He hadn't had a lot of time to throw That's it. That's right. Everybody ran the exact same route there. Three down linemen, and here they come, looking to finally get a completed pass. They do to Gerard Dunning, and Dunning has the first down across the 35 to about the 39-yard line. First completed pass of the half. And you're going to get a big face mask penalty here to add to it, Doug. Um, here's, here's the thing. Right there, did you? that was just a simple speed out. Did you see how fast the ball came out there? And then you gave him a chance to run after. And it's going to be a personal foul face mask. That's the second time tonight that Grand Island has got a first down and a penalty that went on top of it for another first down. Again, Grand Island has six first downs, three of those on Kearney defensive penalties. Yeah, they just need to move their quads here, Doug. Quads to the near side. That's 15 yards on the completion and 15 yards on the penalty. They're into Carney territory. Crest puff fake wants to go right side, but it's into double coverage and well overthrown, trying to get it to Peyton Kinney. I'd get back into that quad set. They had four receivers to one side, and they threw the fade to the single receiver side, and they rotated the safety back over the top of the single receiver. They need to get back into quads and run a route out of quads, Doug, and replace the safety up over the top of number one on the weak side. Second and 10, Grand Island at the Carney 48-yard line. Trailing 17 to nothing with a minute 20 to go here in the third. Crest under pressure, all kinds of pressure, trying to dump it off. There's no receiver in the area, and they're going to say yes and point at Reed Bedner. Oh, there was just two big linemen where that ball bounced. Yeah, and Lee Harrington did an amazing job there. He caused the pressure, made a mess of it, and was smart enough to pull up, Doug. One of eight here in the third quarter for Cress. He was 9 of 17 in the first half. Now Bedner has to sprint off the field. They had too many guys out there, but since they don't huddle, that's not a penalty. Cress on third and 10. Quarterback draw with all that pressure coming up the middle, and he's not going to get anywhere. That Zach worked. King will wrap him up. There were three Bearcats in the backfield again. Yeah, that wasn't draw, Doug. That was the Bearcats. 
coming undone on that defensive line. I mean, they just ate GI up there. He had to run for his life. Third sack of the ball game for Carney High. And Trey Gruby hasn't really had much of an opportunity to return a punt. The 10th Grand Island punt of the night. Here comes some pressure. The kick is away. Line driver, Gruby will come up, take it, get hit as he slides down at the 23-yard line, a punt of 27 yards. And Carney will take over with a 17-0 lead and 38 seconds to go in the third quarter. Want to give you some more of those scores. Battle Creek 35, Sutton nothing in the fourth. Wilbur Claytonia 7, Stanton nothing in the third quarter, Larry. 7 to nothing. See, I... Stanton will be tough to beat, Doug. Hardington Cedar Catholic over to North Platte St. Pat's final, 21-6. As we said, St. Paul scored in the final minute. They lead Hershey 15-14. UTAN leads the top seed Centennial 14-6 in the third. Back to action here. First and 10 for the Bearcats. At their 22 out of the I formation, they'll move Smith in motion from right to left. He'll stop there. They'll hand it off to the I back. And Urbanic and Berg have been switching back and forth across the 25 out to the 27. And Berg with a good, solid five-yard carry. Yeah, Doug, and right now, with a 17-point uh, lead basically headed to the fourth quarter, you're going to see a ton of this now where they're, they're going to go to the quarter. You're just going to see a ton of this downhill run out of the I formation. Grand Island better find a way to stop it, or this game's going to be over really fast. Carney is 12 minutes away from uh, taking a trip to Omaha and playing the number one team in the state. It is the Bearcats, 17, and the Islanders, nothing. You're listening to the state playoffs on KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, and online at flatriverpreps.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free second out and four Bearcats first play of the fourth quarter Berg the eye back crashes right up the middle and moves the pile enough for a first down boy great job by the interior line center and both guards there for Carney high first down for the Bearcats a gain of five on the play yeah and and just watch Jug I don't think you're going to see much different See here, yeah. Now they wound the clock, and we'll see how quick they get in and out of the huddle. They they may not be slowed up yet, but that'll be coming. Another first down for Carney High, and that's all they're looking to do right now. And we've got a whistle. Well, we got an equipment problem out there. As Carney tries to get the play in, seventeen nothing Bearcats. We'll look at a few more scores for you here in just a bit. 
Right now out of the eye formation, pitch play. Berg gets a great block by Dinkle, turns the corner, upended at the 40-yard line, and is down right at that spot. Good block by the fullback, Dinkle, and six more now for Nate Berg, who has carried the ball seven times for 23 yards. Yeah, look at that. See, now you're second and short, Doug. They're getting this now to where, uh, and it's just flat, tough guy football. Grand Island's defense is held up all night. I mean, it's their offense that's let them down, but Carney has just really flexed its muscle in all facets. Carney Catholic has taken the lead back 30-23 to over Columbus Scotus in the third quarter on ESPN Radio. Coster, pitch play, Berg, left side, short side, makes the first down, lowers his shoulder, kind of gets gang tackled and then thrown backwards, and the tackle made that time by the Islanders' Colton Kieser. But it looked like he had plenty for the first down. Yeah, it did. They're moving the chains. Yeah, there we go. So, Doug, was it last year or the year before that Scotus and Carney Catholic Two went, years. Yeah, went through a nut nut game like this. Yeah. Uh, Grant Bushcutter hit a field goal in the final 40 seconds to win it. That's right. Another first down for Carney. Now 15 first downs for the Bearcats to six for Grand Island. We'll run it all down in the New West postgame show when we wrap things up here. So stay with us. Still ten and a half to go in our ball game, but Carney in total control. Pitch play, Urbanics back in, and he'll have to cut it back up against the numbers, get to the middle of the football field, and come down right on the UNK logo at the 47-yard line. A short gain that time of about a yard and a half. Yeah, and Ben Dinkle at fullback again. He whacks one dude, and he falls, and he says, thank you, sir, may I have another? And he goes and finds the outside linebacker and blows him to pieces. Class A, Omaha North has it in hand now, 57-10 to 10 over Lincoln Southwest in the third. In the fourth, Southeast leads Lincoln East 21-17. Burke over Pius 35-7 in the fourth quarter. Final, Millard North beat Westside 42-14. Norfolk leads Creighton Prep 17-13 in the third. Millard West 21-3 over Papio South at half. Second and nine, Carney at their own 47. Out of the pistol, it's going to be Coster to keep it, and he'll get to midfield. A gain of three on the play for Cannon, and he's got 81 yards rushing the ball tonight. Yeah, Noah Journey just came around and just absolutely blasted somebody. These offensive linemen are still licking their chops. We've got a shootout at Bellevue West. Bellevue West 33, Lincoln High 28 late third quarter. Class B, Elkhorn South, 21-0 over Gross in the first quarter. It is Blair still leading Scottsbluff, 31-28 in the fourth. McCook all over Northwest, 41-7 in the fourth. Beatrice, 27, Columbus, 24 in the fourth. Third down and six now for the Bearcats from midfield. Coster straight ahead with it, tries to bounce outside, but there's Reed Bender coming off the block to wrap him up for a loss, and the Bearcats will have to punt it as the clock kicks clicks down under 840. Yeah, Bedner did a good job there coming off the block. I can tell you right now, if Bell West gets beat by Lincoln High, that will be the upset of the century. Because <laughs> there are people that think Bell West is good enough to play with Omaha North or whoever in this thing. And Lincoln High, this they haven't been to the playoffs. and They have been a long time since they've had a lot of success. And ready to boot it away is Ben Dinkle. And boy, does he pound that one. Fair catch called for and is going to be taken Back there by Kenny at the 15-yard line. He boomed it high, a 37-yard punt, but no return on the play. And Grand Island will take over back inside the 20 again at the 15-yard line. Carney 17, Islanders nothing, 8.14 to go. 
Again, a reminder tomorrow, UNK is at home, 2 o'clock against Lindenwood. And for uh, Nebraska, 6 o'clock kickoff. You can hear that on the breeze. A lot of volleyball going on when we're done. The Ruts Heating and Air Scoreboard Show. Merritt Lawson and the gang give you recaps of our radio games. Circle the state, tell you what's coming up in all classes next week. Simple handoff this way, and I don't know what Grand Island maybe uh, just trying to figure out how to get out of here right now. Uh, they just blasted up the middle with still, Dunning. Doug, it's their best play. Like they, uh, They've run it once a drive and ran away from it. It's been If they would have put drives together with that. Cress out of the pistol. He's been in that mostly all night. Gets it, sets, now rolls, wants to throw. Now he's going to tuck it up and run. 20, 25, 30. Nice run. His best of the night. Cress across the 35 all the way out to the 38-yard line. The best run of the night for Grand Island quarterback Tyler Cress. Yeah, that was a great job. He got time there to throw the ball. And they had vertical routes on. Though they ran with them, he was able to find a seam and take off. First down and 10. Grand Island would just love to get the first one on the board. Four wideouts. Cress is going to hand it off on the read to John Kirkland, and Kirkland can't get to the corner. Barely got back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, now see, but you see, that's that edge run, Doug. Easier said than done, but... Second down and 10. Trips to the right side. Crest stands in the pocket. Not as much pressure. Throws it out here. Off the fingertips of Nord Hughes and incomplete. A few of them have been high. More have been high than have been low, but that's probably one that should have been caught. Ah, Doug, they had the wheel. You love to call the wheel. Jared Dunning came out on the wheel. And, and if they stay committed to that... They, they had the wheel open. I think you just called it. They may have been looking hook and ladder or something, and that, that corner went up to that. The wheel was going to be wide open. Yeah, keep your eye out for that. Here comes an outside safety blitz from Gruby. Cress runs into his own man. He's just trying to survive, throws it out here, and it is caught, but short of the first down. <laughs> wow. Trey Gruby looked like the starter's gun went off, and somehow Cress avoided him and then bounced into his own lineman before getting a chance to throw that ball out here. And it looks like it's close enough that they're going to have to measure it. Uh, first time that they have brought the chains out tonight. The chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they will get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. So the last two plays, Crest looked really, really good. Running it and then getting away with that uh, blitz and Firing it out here. Let's see if it's enough for the first down. All the way across the field in front of the Carney bench, so they'll get a good look at it. Oh, oh going to be short. Look, Carney's excited. <laughs> he is short by a chain link. And obviously, Grand Island goes for it here with 6.52 to go in the game. Fourth inch for the Islanders, just short of midfield. The ball will be at the 48-yard line between the 48 and the 49, it would appear. As they get it sat down, more right on the 48. And you have to set it down gingerly when when you uh, do it this way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because I've seen it where they've set it down, measured it again, and all, oh, it's a first down. How'd that happen? That's right. So the Bearcats try to make some noise here. Crest still isn't under center. Fourth and an inch out of the pistol with four wideouts. 
Running back flanking him to the right side. This is the ball game. If it's not over yet, it would be if Carney makes the stop here. They try to get Carney to jump. Nothing happens. Now they come up a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Crest takes it. He'll hand it off Dunning, and he is hit in the backfield and is able to keep his balance and get the first down. Grand Island still wants to play football. Ben Dinkle thought he had him, and Dinkle's hurt. Yeah, Dinkle, I don't think it's his arm. I think it's his chest or his belly. Uh, What a great run there, Doug. That was some big-time stuff because he was dead a couple yards deep. All for a two-yard gain. The Islanders will move the chains to the 49, and I think Dinkle just came down wrong, maybe landed on his shoulder as he tried to twist him down. And Dunning 25 yards rushing, Crest 20, Kirkland 10. I mean, 55 yards total on the ground in the ball game, but it is enough to keep the ball in the Islanders' hands. 6.46 to go in the game. Kearney 17, Grand Island nothing. First and 10 Islanders at their own 49. Crest over the middle, deflected and picked off. Carney high, Nate Berg, and he'll be brought down at midfield. The first Islander turnover of the night. Yeah, and it was off of a tip pass. It was a little bit high again, and it just shot straight in the air, and Berg got it, and he had a touchdown in his eyes, Doug. When he caught that and took off, it looked like he wanted to go. Well, he definitely had the sideline. There wasn't much for Grand Island, but they were able to get the tackle in front of their own sideline, and the Bearcats will take over at midfield. 6.36 to go in the game, and Kearney up 17-0, looking to pick up the playoff victory. Kearney has not went deep. Of course, when you say deep, if you you win two games, you're in the state semifinals. So I guess that's deep. The quarters are a big deal, and they're in the quarters. So Kearney high. We'll put Gruby out here as the only wide receiver, and you can expect the heavy dose of run right now. They'll turn. They'll hand it off to Ellingson. The eye back gets to the 45 down to the 43, good gain on the play. Grand Island's going to have to start poking at the ball, and oh. that usually allows you to get a few more yards. I mean, Will Jorgensen is who comes in for Dinkle, right? Dinkle's been laying the smack down all night. Jorgensen comes in and just kapow, and he's a junior. He comes back. Carney High looking to make a little more noise, maybe one more for effect here. Off the first Islander turnover of the night, second down and three. Stay out of the eye. Ellingson is the eye back. They'll give it to Tanner. Comes to the right side, gets hit, and won't have the first down. Got to the line of scrimmage, and that might be about a half-yard gain. We'll call it third down and three. You know, both these teams play so tough. You know, Doug, we were talking about it off the air before the game started. I just love Brandon Cool. Of course, I'm a uh, Coach T guy. Jeff Tomlin's a great coach, and I love what these two guys get out of their programs. I know they're Class A programs, but they're not in the Metro. They've got a lot of Class A disadvantages as compared to the Metro. And, man, these two guys just put teams out every year that are competitive. It'll be third down and three for the Bearcats out of the eye. They give it to the fullback who has the first down inside the 40 to the 38. Ben Dinkle able to get back in the ballgame. Well, they're finishing tonight. You know, Doug and I get it. It was against the eventual state champion, but a year ago tonight – you and I did a game at Buell Stadium where Carney was in that game late, and they just couldn't close it out. They closed it out tonight. Yeah, Miller North was really good, and it just shows you what Carney High can do, no doubt about it. First down and 10, clock now with five minutes and draining inside the 40 at the 38-yard line. Coster takes his time, takes the snap, 
Gives it to Ellingson, but penalty flags. Tailback left early. So we're going to have an illegal procedure on a Carney High. That will be their seventh penalty of the football game. No penalties in the second half on Grand Island. Hastings College, 28. Briarcliff, nothing. 12 minutes to go in the third quarter. So good news for uh, Hastings College. Looks like they're going to be able to get that long losing streak snapped. Yeah. They needed to. And I know what you want to know, World Series. Yeah, did they get out of it? Cubs got out of the jam. We go to the bottom of the fifth. It's scoreless. And the Cubs have a runner on here in the uh, bottom of the fifth. First down and 15 after the illegal procedure penalty. And Coster will pitch it. Ellingson trying to get to the outside, gets some good blocking, gets to the 40, and then is going to be shoved down inside the 40, close to the 37-yard line by Cole Evans. But he got the penalty yardage and a little bit more back. Yeah, and there uh, uh, Kyle Perkins does a nice job. He took on the kick out by the fullback that time and forced it outside instead of allowing it inside. Carney's gone inside that kick out all night, and that's nothing but trouble. And there he did a good job getting it to spill to the outside. It'll be second down and nine after the six-yard gain by Tanner Ellingson. And it's just everybody's kind of waiting for this one to be over. It's pretty quiet. Everybody's celebrated a little bit. Urbanic back in. He'll come off right guard and just keep on moving the pile close to the 30-yard line. A lot of second effort that time for Noah Urbanic. It'll be third and short. They'll mark him just short at the 31. So nice gain on the play of seven yards. Yeah, and Carney's just grinding and grinding. Now, Grand Allen's come up big on these third downs all night. See if they have another one in them. And it's always been right at this area of the field yep. between the 25 and 35. Third and three. Heavy count, some movement, but again, no flag. Coster steps out from under center. Now goes back. Drops the football and has to just fall on it. Coster came back out from under the center a little too quick and dropped the ball. But he falls on it. Now it's fourth down, and we'll see what Coach Cooler wants to do. I'd go for it. I wouldn't try to kick a long field goal here. I know there's only three minutes left, and it's 17, but don't give him a chance to block it and score and get some sort of shock play. Yeah, it would be a 48-yarder. And even with a little bit of breeze behind Palumbo's back, he didn't quite get all of the 46-yarder. He's one of three tonight. Yeah, missed a 43 and a 46, made a 27. Fourth down and four. Coster pitches it. Urbanic. Urbanic goes left. Now cuts back inside the seam. Spins inside the 20 to the 15. He's still on his feet all the way down to the 11-yard line. One of the harder runs we've seen Urbanic this year and definitely tonight. Well, yeah, and Urbanic, he takes his first contact within about a yard of the line of scrimmage, Doug. That thing was just pinballing the whole way. What a dynamite job. That is a 20-yard run for Noah Urbanic and another Carney Bearcat first down just outside the 10 at the 11-yard line. 2.45, the clock rolling. The Bearcats are going to go to 8-2. and two. Grand Island will be 6-4 and four here in the 2016 season. And Carney's kind of in that no-man's land. They can't kneel on it yet, so they're just going to have to continue to run the football. Stay out of that base eye package. Ellingson is the eye back. Coster under center. Takes the snap, gives it to Tanner off the left side, gets inside the 10, going to pick up about four to the seven-yard line. Yeah, and you want to score here if you're Carney. I mean, like I said, I know there's only two minutes left, but 17 still, it's that scary zone. Make this 24 and put it away. You're not being a bad guy there. I'll put it on the scoreboard for those watching in the Metro, too. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. It's off to Omaha North next Friday night. The number one team in the state. They'll be a big underdog, but what a memorable win it would be if you can pull the upset of the year. They took the state champ to the wire last year, Doug. Second and seven, Ellingson off the right side, and ooh, just got crushed when he got to the line of scrimmage. Grand Island sent someone on the backside and just depleted him. And Ellingson picks up a couple, but it'll be third and about four. No fear. Yeah, it just looked like one of the Islanders launched themselves into the middle of that pile. Third down, four at the five. A minute 20 to go. The New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up here on Classic Hits. And if there's time, maybe the end of the Kearney Catholic Columbus SCOTUS game, which is a nail-biter down at Miles Field. Third and goal at the four. Coster calls the cadence, gives it to Ellingson, straight up the middle. He works his way to the goal line and is going to be just short, but it's enough for a first down. And we are going to get... The first down signal with 51 seconds, and now Coach Cool can kneel it yeah, if he, he wants to. Yeah, he can if he wants to. Sometimes in a rivalry game, though, your blood's a little hot, and you look him in the face and say, stick this one in, boys. And I think they're just going to kneel it once, and that'll be the wall game because they can run it down to about 25 seconds right here. And the Carney faithful now starting to make noise. Good crowd on hand tonight for this Class A playoff game, and they are lining up in the... Uh, Maryland eye formation. It's not exactly the victory formation, but Coster will take it and take a knee, and that'll be it. They won't have to snap it again. So Carney High gets their second win of the season over Grand Island, but really in different fashion as they take care of business tonight and pitch the shutout. Carney 17, Grand Island nothing. The Bearcats will take on the number one team of the state, Omaha North, next Friday night. In Omaha, Islanders six and four. Carney now eight and two, and uh, the Carney defense was spectacular tonight against an Islander offense that just really didn't have any pizzazz. They came out, they ran that screen game that both coaches had talked about. Carney was ready for it, and they uh, just the longest pass play of the game was the 15-yarder in the third quarter. Yeah, there was you know you said it, no pizzazz, and it wasn't that they came out flat because their defense played well. Uh, Archer did a great job tonight. You know, right here as this thing ended, Brandon Cool came running over uh, to Brad Archer and big hugs and jumped on his back. And that Carney defense was prepared tonight, Doug. They were prepared for whatever wrinkle the Islanders were going to throw at them. And uh, they took care of business just flat out. Well, the final score, Carney 17, Grand Island nothing. We'll be back with the New West Post Game Show right after this. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the Barbecue Trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the Brisket Special. Join Rivals for every Husker and Hastings Bronco game for a pizza special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. 
Are you searching for answers on what next year's fertility program should look like? Are your fields answering the questions you've been asking them through population and fertility trials? Aurora Data Advantage answers these questions and more. Data Advantage is the ultimate program to help you take control by transforming your shelves of notebooks and raw data into decision-making farm knowledge. We're so confident in our analysis that we offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Ask your local Aurora co-op agronomist about Data Advantage in our early enrollment discount today. Aurora Cooperative and Data Advantage, putting both our owner's equity and your farm data to work well they're letting all the rowdies celebrate there wasn't much of a post-game chat there with coach brandon cool and his kids they're letting the rowdies uh come on and the coaches say yeah come on over you can be part of our team huddle here that's exactly uh, what they want them to do in the school spirit here for the home game this is the new west sports medicine and orthopedic surgery post-game show certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary no matter the activity new west is here to get you back to it schedule your appointment today it brings the season to the end for grand island and uh, again we talked a lot about the first meeting but how different the emotions were that night with the honoring of sam fultz the islander uh, at grand island and uh, maybe played with a little more emotion uh, that night. And then you saw more emotion, I thought, from Grand Island when they really fell behind in this football game in the second half. Uh, they they played even tougher in the second half of this football game. Yeah, Doug, I really think, you know, and I saw, like I said, film of Grand Island this year. I was able to see them. They, they were a good football team all year. I really give that coaching staff a tremendous amount of credit they got these guys to get up and play after graduating. A bunch of good kids these last three years. And they had a great season, Doug. They've done a nice job. When they lost their runner, it, he was what made gave that offense. You know, it's not just his yards. I think that's the thing sometimes we uh, people don't understand is, yes, Garcia was a seven or 800-yard rusher. But by being a seven or 800-yard rusher, he opened up 10 other things that you could do in your offense. We will take a look at the scoreboard real quick, run down the stats. Here we go. In Class A, these games in the fourth quarter, Omaha North 57, Southwest 10. Lincoln Southeast 21, Lincoln East 17, Omaha Burke 42, Pius 7. Final score, Millard North 42, Westside 14, Norfolk 31, Creighton Prep 21 in the fourth quarter. Millard West 28, Papio South 3 in the third. Bellevue West 41, Lincoln High 34 in the fourth quarter. Two major upsets possible. In Class B, Elkhorn South 48 to nothing over Omaha Gross in the second quarter. In the fourth, Aurora leading York 24 to 7. Blair goes across the state and upsets Scotts Bluff 38-35. They will get McCook who down Grand Island Northwest 41-7 in the fourth. In the third, Scott leads Bennington 47-14. Norris beat Elkhorn 42-24. Beatrice leads Columbus in the fourth quarter 34-24. And Gretna beat Omaha Ron Colley by a score of 43-7. In Class C1, Bishop Newman beat Syracuse, the top seed 49-0 Bishop Newman. At the half, Ogallala 19, Chase County 7. 30-30, Carney Catholic and SCOTUS in the fourth quarter. We'll have that here for you momentarily on Classic Hits. It's currently on ESPN 1460. The winner gets Wahoo, who beat Gothenburg 36-14. O'Neill over Columbus Lakeview in the fourth, 45-12. Aquinas leads Norfolk Catholic in the fourth, 28-20. Boystown leads Fairbury 47-27. Arlington leads Omaha Concordia 28-21, also in the fourth. What will go down as the upset of the night is UTAN is going to beat Centennial. They lead the number one seed 27-6 in the fourth. The winner will get St. Paul. 
St. Paul, a 15-14 winner over Hershey. Hardington Cedar Catholic beat North Lake Platte St. Pat's 21-6. Wilbur Claytonia leads Stanton in the fourth quarter, 14-0. Battle Creek, 35-0 over Sutton. That is a final. Oakland Craig, 19. Donovan Trumbull, 7 in the fourth. And Crofton beat Central City, 51-7. Valentine over Cross County, 41-0. Larry, what stuck out to you? Uh, there not a ton of uh, surprises there, Doug. The way St. Paul won, they've done this all year. Uh, the UTAN deal is not a surprise. Uh, there were a lot of us that thought UTAN would be in the semifinals. Uh, they're a great football team. They were preseason number two. They just had to go play Battle Creek and like Wilbur's. I mean, they had a really tough start to their season. Let's go ahead and take a look now at the final stats of our football game as we uh, figure them up here. And we will start with what we had for Grand Island. The Islanders uh, just didn't get much more offense in the second half either. I had John Kirkland for four carries, 10 yards. Gerard Dunning, 10 carries, 25 yards. Quarterback Tyler Kress sacked three times, had eight carries for 20 yards. 22 rushing attempts, 55 yards for the Islanders. For Kress in the first half, he was 9 of 17 for 36 yards. And in the second half, 2 of 11, one pick, 24 yards. So 11 out of 28, one pick, and 60 yards through the air, 55 on the ground. That's 115 total, eight first downs for Grand Island. They were pretty clean in the second half. They didn't have a single penalty, three in the game for 39, 10 punts today for uh, the man whose name we called so much in Brian Corvorobius, and uh, he was able to uh, get an average of about 31 yards, and that's what Grand Island did tonight. So uh, the numbers showing that uh, just – There was no place that they really could get things going. And uh, in the second half, even the pass game was a little bit light. Yeah, there just was no offense tonight, Doug. It was a situation where, uh, you know, maybe they didn't play as well as they have. But I I really think this boiled more down to uh, uh, Carney's defense just took everything away from them. Here's what we had for the Kearney Bearcats tonight. Noah Urbanic, nine carries, 71 yards. Ben Dinkle, two carries, eight yards and a touchdown. Nate Berg, eight carries, 29 yards. Tanner Ellingson, 11 carries, 44 yards. Quarterback Cannon Coster uh, didn't get sacked tonight. 16 carries, 80 yards. Quickly, that's 46 rushing attempts for 232 yards for Kearney. Through the air, Coster didn't have to put it up much in the second half. In the first half, he was 5 of 13 for 76 yards and a touchdown. In the second half, 2 of 4 for 34 yards. So Coster tonight was 7 of 17 for 110 yards and one touchdown. 110 through the air, 232 on the ground. I had Carney for 342 yards of offense, 18 first downs. Each team had the one turnover. Carney did have seven penalties for 75 yards and five punts tonight for an average of about uh, 39 yards. The uh, scoring one of three on the field goals tonight. Paloma missed a 43-yarder on the opening possession of each half. Uh, 46-yarder on the third quarter, 43-yarder in the first quarter. Coster hit uh, Obermiller with 8.42 to go in the second quarter for a 28-yard touchdown. Paloma's kick made it 7 to nothing. Then Leo hit a 27-yard field goal with 2.52 to go in the second quarter, and the half-time score was 10 to nothing. Grand Island had their best opportunity to score when Carney fumbled a punt and then uh, Carney thought that they had been run into. They got a, a sportsmanlike conduct, and it was first and 10 at the 12-yard line for Grand Island with under two minutes to go, but they got stopped on fourth and one at the three, and it was 10-0 at the half. The only score of the second half was the Ben Dinkle three-yard run 
to make it 17-0 with 1.54 to go in the third. And that's how things finished up here tonight. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Larry, uh, final thoughts here. Uh, Kearney's definitely going to have to play much better next week against Omaha North offensively. Their defense, uh, when we saw them play Millard North uh, earlier this year, uh, they kind of bend but didn't break. Millard North moved the ball on them. It was just some long drives, and you know Omaha North is explosive. Well, great game by both of these teams. It was another vintage Grand Island Kearney game. From that perspective, uh, hats off to the Islanders. Uh, another great season uh, by Coach Tomlin and the guys for Kearney. They did what they needed to do tonight. None of that will make sense go or uh, matter going forward into next week. They've got to be able to stop. Uh, that power run game deep inside. They're gonna Omaha North's gonna line up in the eye and just blast it right at them and right in the face. And that really is the key, Doug. Is uh, can they stand up to that? Well, thanks to Coach Tomlin. He's always a class act with us here on Classic Hits and ESPN Radio from Grand Island. And we'll be uh, talking with Coach Cool and the gang as they get ready to go to Omaha North next week. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Coming up next here on Classic Hits, we'll have the final of Kearney Catholic Columbus SCOTUS. They are tied at 30 in the fourth quarter. It's next here on Classic Hits. Good night, everyone. The five-yard penalty, well, that really kind of hurt. Boyd will kick it off. It's going to be kind of a pooch kick and going to be picked up here by Jarecki. Jarecki right up the middle. Uh, actually, that's Cush, number seven, and not number one, and they're going to tackle him down at the 30-yard line. And the Stars showing a lot of emotion out there with a tackle being led by Christian Richter. And Richter again. What is that, four tackles?